In the light of mustachioed greatness. Now, we are all very familiar with the charismatic and charming Don Johnson, as he has been featured in a couple of episodes of Miami Vice that we've covered on the show. He also was in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, which we covered as well. Now, before he made that um, gem of a movie, he made 1989's Dead Bang. But we aren't honoring Mr. J today. No, we are honoring the great Tim Reed. For our older listeners or those listeners that enjoy those classic sitcoms from the 70s and the 80s, you may, you may remember Tim Reed as Venus Flytrap and WKRP in Cincinnati. Or if you are a 90s kid like me, you definitely remember him from Sister, Sister. Anyway, this man has sported a legendary stash for years, and I can't wait to get into this movie. So let's take a swig of whatever alcoholic beverage we have near us, choke out a psychologist, and scream, fuck you and your french fries, and play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustachio podcastio. Take a quick sip. (laughs) (laughs) That theme song gets better every time I hear it. God, I know. I have a friend that might actually add um, some extra shit to it just for funsies, so. Really? Because, like, it's perfect. I fuck to it. I love it. <laughs> Wait, you're done that quick, Charlie? <laughs> he hey, just when, you got, when you got Daniel's voice and he's all throaty going, It's the... You're just like, oh. It's the... Oh. <laughs> that or, you know, when you're constipated. Either way. Ah, I know. It does come in handy, Tim. Let me tell hey, you. are we recording? We Yeah, we are. So... Oh, cool. Welcome to the Mustachio Podcastio. This is your host, Daniel J. Segura. And today I have a couple of, I like to think of as Mustachio Podcastio veterans, some real fucking true blood mustachiosos here. We have uh, the great Tim Yobo. Don't say true blood with this movie. From... <laughs> <laughs> the we hell the, is wrong with you, man? <laughs> we have the great uh, Tim Yobo, uh, a, a, quite a puritan, if I may ask, <laughs> from Bloody Bits. Bloody Bits Pod Horror Show? Is it Bloody Bits Horror Show or Bloody... What do you call it? Who cares? Bloody Bits Horror Show. Yeah, from the Bloody Bits Horror Show. Tim Patreon.com slash Bloody Bits... Forward slash. Forward slash. <laughs> and we, of course, as you heard him, we have the great Sir Charles from Sacramento. How you doing, Charlie? I'm good. I'm here. We're talking about Don Johnson. I'm ready Does anybody to do the backslash on websites? Why do I have to say forward slash? You motherfuckers don't know it by now if I just say slash? <laughs> For real. He's already going on a rant, and we haven't even really started. <laughs> hey, you know what, Tim? you got to be careful, okay? Because I was in the Bloody Bets Discord today, and we had someone join last night, and everybody's like, welcome, welcome, welcome. Guess what? Spam bot dumping hentai websites in the chat. And let me tell you. Are you serious? Dead serious. Oh, uh, you know why? Because was... Eddie made the Discord for free. Everybody can join was, it. Candace wasn't even surprised. She's like, I've been on that site. It's pretty good. Oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> Did that do its follows with Candace? She was on that site. She went to the Discord and it followed her over there, right? Just followed her IP. 
A lot um, of things follow you when you're on those sites, man. Many of y'all remember Candace. She was on an episode with us, and she's been on Bloody Bits a bunch in the grind bin. I don't remember what movie we covered, <laughs> but anyway, I think it was a Attack of Giant Serpent or something like that. Anyway, yes, I, I y'all sounds like my y'all... Friday night. Yeah, it was the movie that was like three movies all mashed together in one. You had a crime movie <laughs> yes. going on. Yeah. Wow, it was kind of like Army of the Dead, right? Yeah, there was a yeah. crime movie going on where like two gigantic fucking monsters are fighting in a city. <laughs> Holy shit. So I'm noticing, Charlie, that you like you some Don Johnson because you <laughs> mm-hmm. you like you some Johnson because you have had. Hey, I can't help it that he makes good fucking movies. <laughs> and shows. He makes great shows. Exactly. Too. If we get some erotic lactation going, God damn. Oh, God. You know, and me and Tim were actually talking just before we started recording that this is this is like, well, Tim made this point that Don Johnson is really trying to run away from the image of his like clean cut, cool Miami Vice character, and like now he's just like a dirty drunk that drives a shitty car. Well, I, uh, that has I a restraining you... order against him, <laughs> Rich, but not on. for who you would think. Tim, Tim, what woman in her right mind in the late '80s would have a restraining order against Don Johnson? Uh, possibly Melanie Griffith, but that's another show. <laughs> a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's what the answer we were looking for, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, uh, the the only fun fact I have, I know Tim has a little bit, but the only fun fact I have is that apparently this is based off an actual police officer, and he tra- he, he has curly hair. You motherfucker, so not- I asked you if you did any background at all about <laughs> this. You're this like, is- no. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, saying, I got I just, a little tidbit. You I, just know, I like to try to help out on the show because, when I can. Because I notice his hair kind of keeps changing throughout the movie. It's like kind of kind of wavy, then it's kind of a little messy, then it's kind of matted. Was that one of the things you had to? That's what I had, it? yeah. Because the the guy who wrote the screenplay for it was a cop, and he was on set, and Johnson saw that he had curly hair, so he decided, yeah, that's going to be my thing. <laughs> that's so stupid. So that's what kind of actor Don Johnson is. He signs on for a role, he shows up, and then he yeah. like starts making decisions. Like, yeah, that's why I want my hand to be. Yeah, yeah, I want that go, kind of coat. I'm gonna go get a perm, even though I have hair that will just relax. In two no, days. please don't get a perm. Let's use a wig, Mister Johnson, because we're going to be filming for maybe eight months, not including callbacks, and a perm's not going to hold up for that long. Could you imagine if Don Johnson just wore a, like a fro wig? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's been bald this whole time. <laughs> we never knew it. He does have one fantastic head of hair. Even with the perm, he still looks good. Like, I didn't expect that. But it it really doesn't look like he has a perm. It just looks like his hair's kind of disheveled. It looks dirty. It just looks, yeah, dirty. Like, he hasn't washed I mean, he bed. doesn't have a fucking jacket for, like, three quarters of the movie. So I would expect him yeah, to Yeah, look have where he's living, hair. right? Out of his car. His Is car, if he's lucky, if he's living out of his fucking car, Charlie, he can drive five miles away and not have to hear the airplanes all five fucking minutes. Yeah, but he still can't go to the fucking YMCA and get a shower. Like, come on, Tim. Yeah, he is living the, the rough life, that's for sure. Um, and also, like like we had talked about earlier before we started recording as well, that this is a Franken Frankenheimer movie. Mm-hmm. John Frankenheimer, right? A bunch of movies movie? all put together. Oh, wait, no, uh, you said Frankenheimer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he has a real Frankenheimer. It's just a little bit of everything. A little bit of cocaine, a <laughs> little bit of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, Frankenheimer, he really mixed it up for this one because he's actually made some a lot of freaking films, like a crap load. I was looking at that because I'm not one to do a lot of research, but that was something I noticed. I was like, yeah, I've, I've heard this guy's name. He's a, pretty much a fucking legendary director. 
And then he made this. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what he was trying to aim for. It's it's a kind of reminds me. It has a procedural feel to it. It feels like a very long episode of a really cool cop show. Like it would have been like the yeah, because it doesn't pay attention to actual police work. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of just it's just an L.A. cop going all over the country. Just enjoy out of his jurisdiction. jurisdiction all over that place. Yeah, right? way out of his jurisdiction. FBI is completely on board with it too. Very interesting concept. I there's a lot of things where I'm like, is that really a, would that really happen? <laughs> but uh, it's Hollywood. Everybody, what are you gonna do? Um, well, do y'all have anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, you know what? First, let me ask because Charlie, you picked this movie, right? Right. Why? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie like in seven years, and I'm pretty sure that there were mustaches in it. And I was like, there's a mustache in it. Let's watch this fucking movie. <laughs> and mustache then, like, doesn't show up until like the movie's almost fucking three that's quarters what my, done. Well, okay. I gotta say, so I kind of love I was going to, but to be fair, I was going to honor a different mustache. And then I changed my mind halfway through, not because of his recent legal problems, just because he was in the movie for like three seconds. Okay. Ron Jeremy is in this movie as a biker. Uh, yeah, for like doesn't have any seconds. lines. He's just he like has a... one. He has one line. Come on. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, this. he was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. But right. I was I was gonna honor his mustache, but then I was just kind of like, mm, no, three seconds is bare bones, yeah. bottom of the barrel kind of shit. I would not have wanted to honor his. I would rather honor Tim Reed, big part of my childhood. Fantastic and, uh, actor. Fantastic actor. Super fun. Like he's one of those guys that just is really good at coming across super nice like i feel like Ron jeremy life, no tim reed oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think we all know that Ron jeremy probably doesn't come across super nice in real life well he's probably come across a lot of things <laughs> oh i don't have a little soundboard uh, life but, sentence is going to be his next thing he comes across he'll be coming across some things for sure uh once he, <laughs> once he gets in once he gets his life sentence so um, anyway, let's go ahead and get this going. We're going to kick this off with a sunny Los Angeles, uh, which I really miss, by the way, because I don't know how the weather is for y'all right now, but it is humid and hot as shit in South Texas. My ass is just just a lot of it's I haven't Stuck waxed to the chair. Yet. So, yeah, it's just a lot of sweat. <laughs> Here we go with your butt. ass waxing again. Jesus Christ, man. I'm going to wax it. That I show just... came out like three weeks ago and you still haven't done it? I have, I've been busy, dude. I, I'm trying to knock other stuff out. Shit. Ass waxing is in the bottom list of the amount of things that I need to take care of on this like, body. Not exactly the greatest thing either in the world, Tim, like to wax. Well, yeah. are you going to go someplace and have it done? Or are you going to like, how are you going to get this job done? That's what I'm curious about. You're yeah. going to get some really long strips of duct tape in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> if you're really adventurous, you could use some Gorilla Glue. And then you're all good. Mm, I don't know about the Gorilla Glue. Are you kidding me? You could make like $30,000 using Gorilla Glue. What is that tape that that guy used to put on the boat and it doesn't sink? I'm taint use... tape? Yeah, taint tape. I'm just going to figure Oh, Flex Seal. Flex Seal. I'm going to put Flex Seal right up my ass crack and this one of y'all got to rip it out. <laughs> and that is how it's Daniel bled to death. It won't come yep, off and... for six months. <laughs> Did you hear Daniel ripped his own asshole out and <laughs> died? <laughs> anyway, it was like this... a baboon in heat. <laughs> anyway, the show was all right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that's the that's the first grind bin meetup is you bleeding to death on the floor of some hotel because you decided <laughs> to wax your asshole before you went out? Please don't do that because I don't want to be questioned by detectives about anything to do with that shit. 
<laughs> you were the last person to see him before we went up to the hotel room, Mr. Yobo. What's going on? <laughs> and then well, you would, anyway, then I'll you need to see get... some ID that your name is actually Yobo, and if it's not, you're in big shit. And then you would get Eddie going, yeah, Tim, what were you doing? <laughs> you were the one that ripped it off me and killed me. <laughs> you ripped my asshole out of me, you bastard. No, I think what we could do, how we could do it, wouldn't it be like too awkward? We could do it like how they used to pull teeth the old-fashioned way, where you tie a string around your tooth and then you tie oh. the other end to a door and you I slam you the door. I thought you were going to say with a fucking set of pliers. I was like, you're going to rip his asshole out with some pliers because it's less awkward? No, get 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 that area all p- tainted and painted up with wax or whatever, uh-huh. and we'll just tie a string around it, and you just run down the hallway of the hotel, and I'll just put my foot down on the rope, and then we'll just see what happens. <laughs> I feel like that might work. That might work, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I'm going to go to a, facil- like a, a facility. I'm going to go to a facility where they take care of assholes. And they're very careful about it. <laughs> you mean any place that you go to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're in L.A. We see Don Johnson. He has a really basic-ass shit apartment. He has bifocals that look like shit because once the screw came off of one side, it kind of made me think of my brother John because he's one of those to keep his like glasses for too long and like tape them and shit. And one time he was working at the library. And he had so much tape and shit all, like, you know, just kind of put together for his glasses. The guy thought he was a steampunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, man, I really like how you're doing it, like, just on one side, too. That's really offbeat. That's cool. So uh, this is when we do see that Don Johnson has re- received a restraining order uh, in the mail. And it looks like he cannot go around his kids or go toward their elementary school. And we don't know why, really. No, we'll this find is out. problematic. This is why do they put this in the movie? I don't for think real. they need it because no, no, because just he's just establish. getting divorced. That's yeah, it. Just, he's got a divorce, but it's going to establish that hey, look, this guy's got some problems in his life. Like yeah, you know, he's getting divorced can be a problem for most people. That's yeah. enough. You don't have to add to it. Is he touching his kids? What's going on? Okay, okay. Who the fuck did, did these on, kids Tim. get? Go out and get lawyers to say daddy can't come within sixty feet of me. That's going to be some serious shit to get her sh- to, for a parent to go to a judge and say, not only do I don't want their straining order, right? I uh, want their straining order for my kids. Well, I didn't go to the kid touching thing. What I was thinking was maybe he may have been vocally or maybe slight, you know, I like I like that slightly abusive to his wife. Yes, we get that thing that he and maybe as punishment, she's like, "Well, you're not going to fucking see our kids anymore." Exactly. Yeah, he can't control. Me. He can't control his temper. But I mean, that's that's something that you don't want to just like kind of like leave up to our imaginations, right? Yeah. It was well, weird. you're gonna see. You're gonna see a lot of stuff throughout this movie that's gonna kind of go. Hmm. Maybe she's right. Maybe Don Johnson should be around my children. (laughs) But he's just a cop, like how we see every other cop in every fucking movie, basically, for the last 40 years, right? Uh, I don't know. Would this be considered a Christmas movie, by the way, guys? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. It's a, oh, dude, they're hitting you over the head with... I think this is fucking made by Jerry Falwell or Pat Robinson with how much fucking Christmas is in this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of people yelling Merry Christmas in the first, like, 30 to 45 minutes of this movie. I think they really had to, like, drive home the fact that he didn't get Die Hard the year before. So they had to make a, a Christmas movie. <laughs> Was he up for that? 
Uh, he was up for Die Hard and The Untouchables, but couldn't do it because of commitments to Miami Vice. Oh, Ooh. damn, that's that's got to be up there with Pierce Brosnan and fucking Remington Steele. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft, the occult, extremist beliefs, murder. Tune into Rogue Darkness each week. And join your host, Raven, as I uncover horrific crimes committed under the misconceptions and misunderstandings of witchcraft and other beliefs. I'll cover a plethora of crimes involving ritualistic killings, to cult persuasion, and everything in between. There's always three sides to a story. Side A, Side B, and then the truth. Let's uncover the truth together and explore the darkness of mankind one crime at a time. Available wherever you get your podcast fix, simply by searching Rogue Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you imagine being one-upped by Bruce Willis, who played a bad guy in season one of Miami Vice? I know, he was just like a... Yeah, it was just the bit part that... Exactly. Oh, and you know, allegedly, Bruce Willis is a bit of a fucking asshole... Can you imagine Bruce Willis showing up to a party with Don Johnson and what they must be talking, what Bruce Willis must be saying to him, right? Well, I don't know, man. Like, I told my Bruce Willis story last time on the grind bin, so. I'm sorry. If I was Don Johnson, every time I saw Bruce, I would just say, nice hair. <laughs> because if it's one thing Don Johnson has is he's got a great fucking head of hair to this day. And he still and has then, it, yeah. And then Bruce would say, hey, nice fucking t- uh, movie career. <laughs> he would just keep on going. <laughs> I still feel like Don Johnson can whoop his ass, though. Yeah, but, you know, which one's become the parody of themselves, huh? I mean... Don Johnson, when he shows up, he's still good in shit. Well, also, Don, yeah, people still call Don Johnson because he actually is dependable, and I think people hate working for like working with Bruce. But, I mean, I don't know. Just from what I've heard... Well, he's kind of like, like in his direct-to-video, right? A straight-to-pay-per-view. Yeah, he's just... Right let's just, now. Let's just put it this no. way. Let's just put it this way. Don Johnson is currently filming Nash Bridges in San Francisco, and what is Bruce Willis doing? Not a goddamn thing. He's at home washing his tights. Yeah, uh, waiting for uh, <laughs> waiting for what? What was that? What's that movie? Was or that TV show? Moonlighting? What was it? Moonlighting. For, yeah, yeah. Waiting for them to call him up and saying, "We're redoing the show. Come on down." Ooh, imagine shit. Moonlighting. You know what? I can't back? believe it, Charlie, that they haven't tried a reboot of that. Hey, hey, they're gonna reboot Renegade before they reboot that. Oh God! Who's gonna play Renegade? Uh, that Jason fucking, S- Samoa, or whatever no, his name is. Fucking Lorenzo Lamas. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm in. Lorenzo my Lamas has to have like he has like eighty kids, right? His one of, one his of them kids? has to be a kid who's kind of oh, old enough right. to play him. That kind of like has his. I style. think he's got daughters because oh, one of his daughters uh, just graduated college. It's always the masculine guys that make chicks, and I it's bet those you they're hot. It's Come on, those... Lorenzo Lamas as a chick. Come it's on, those... you don't need that much, you know. <laughs> Tim, I do think he has a kid under four right now. Also, he, of course, he does, and he's probably got married while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> and if I talk long enough, he'll be divorced by the time we do this podcast. I fell in love again, and now it's over. Does he have an accent? <laughs> so anyway, so uh... well, the other thing I noticed about this shit fucking apartment is. When he first walked in, I thought, I was like, wow, that motherfucker, he's an alcoholic because he has like a little fucking mini bar. 
Oh, with all those nice little setup. tiny bottles of alcohol. And oh, like, yeah. No, it's a poster, which is even more sad. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's just hoping he could have that kind of Yeah, alcohol. it was a poster, man. I was like, look at it. I was like, there's no depth to that. And I was like, holy shit, it's fucking shining when, it, when the light passes by it. Do you think when he's really drunk, he just goes and licks the bottles? Like it's like a fucking Willy He's like, all right, I can only pick five to drink tonight. Which ones would I pick? He's like, holy this shit. If only that yeah. scratch off paid off. <laughs> the schnapsberries taste like schnapsberries. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Lorenzo Lamas is currently not married. He got divorced in 2019. Oh, you know why? Because of fucking Corona. That's why he's not married yet. Don't yep. worry, he's, he off, he's to, working he'll on die. it. Yeah, he has. Exactly. Now he's back out in the market, ladies. So if you want some Lorenzo Lamas in you, when he's not married, it's like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go get some hummus with Lorenzo Lamas. Anyway, so after this, he sees his kids. He tells them Merry Christmas. And then he goes, and then he's you sad. know what, Charlie? I bet Lorenzo Lamas is not, what's that fucking thing where you can pay people cameo. Um, I don't think he There's, is. No, he's not on that. No you know, way. okay, okay. Lorenzo Lamas, I do not think is on Cameo, but you know who's not on Cameo, and I'm surprised because he actually does have 11 fucking kids? Philip Michael Thomas. He is not on Cameo. Hmm. Because he's too busy taking care of those kids. Shit, man. He's got, did you know he's got like 11 kids and two live-in wives? Dead silence from everybody. Holy shit, yeah. (laughs) Just trying to picture that. That's got to be, Jesus Christ, a loud fucking house. Sorry, I was was sipping. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel was pondering it going, how do I do that? (laughs) I was just trying to leave a pause. I was just trying to leave a pause to edit the show. I was just trying to leave a pause to take all that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even take that pause out. I would just leave it. That shit is fucking dramatic. (laughs) Everybody was checking the headphones to see if the They're headphones like, died. <laughs> it's buffering. I, I did it. I killed it's the fucking podcast iPods. Here. Always dropping. It's my five G phone buffering right now. Uh, so we open up. We see all these tattoos on this guy. He looks dangerous, right? And he he's obviously has some. I, I mean, this looks like drawings, though. This doesn't look like tattoos to me. But it looks like kind of like. Does it look like an SS tattoo? specifically or just as soon as you look at it you get the idea of what it's supposed it's to implied. be yeah, yeah it's implied yeah okay. i have a question okay go ahead to all gangsters out there stop getting fucking tattoos okay because it really makes it really easy to id you oh he was the guy who had the ss tattoo on his fucking forearm minute, so every time he went to mcdonald's everybody can see it that's how motherfuckers get caught right um, I don't know, Tim. Did you see the ending of this movie? Yes, I did see the yeah, ending. Didn't of this quite movie. help. Didn't quite yeah. help. And uh, and so he goes into the this little quickie mart, and he holds up this this elderly man uh, for a measly one hundred fifty dollars cash, and he starts asking the old man if he believes in God and asking all this stuff. Who, by the way, is African American? By the way, and he's you know what I would life. say? No. At what the point, fuck? I would say no. When they ask you that question, the shit's up, right? Because no matter what, they're going to, oh, well, good. Yeah. I'm glad because you're going to meet them. I think somebody famous said that. Yep. Or no. You know, you know, I'm not going to sell out at the last minute. Yep. And uh, he shoots this guy in cold blood. And the only good thing in this scene is there's a jar of those Brock's milkmaid caramels that I love. Other than that, it was pretty sad and it pissed me off. <laughs> so now, then, whenever you eat one of those candies, you're I'm going to cry. Think about that poor guy. <laughs> I'm going to get all mad. The poor old African-American shop owner is going to make me sad, dude. He's just trying to make some money. He's just trying to make some money. 
And, talk uh, about like talk about two downers to open this movie up. Oh with. my god! A man's not allowed to see his kids, and now this guy just gets killed for doing his fucking job on Christmas Eve. Like, come on! It's a, Plus, so- what's crazier is this was written by a cop. The screenplay was written by a cop, so the cop decided, "Hey, you know what? Let me put in about you know, uh, not me, but one of the guys I worked with is so has so much problems with his anger that he's not even allowed to see his kids." <laughs> yeah. But not me, not me. <laughs> no, not but me. But I want to put it in here because you know what? That fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, a hundred percent. You know, and it does explain it because they really do make the ex-wife seem like a real vindictive person. It's Don Johnson, okay? He's trying to get away from Miami Vice, Sonny Crockett, you know, like I said before, he, he went to the other side of the fucking country, he's got a kind of crappy car, and the shittiest fucking clothes you ever see Don Johnson wearing. Charlie, you you drive motorcycles, did you ever have one and name it Sonny Crotch Rocket? No. Okay. That is a good idea, Are you though. kicking yourself and thinking, not thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> Damn it. So, then a cop You're going to name your van Lorenzo Vanis? <laughs> Damn it. Why would I do that? <laughs> Lorenzo is not pudgy or large like a van is. Uh, look, if you did a fucking air painting of him on the side of your van, Charlie, Ooh, you'd be yeah. laying it down, right? You'd be like, yeah, he's in the back seat. He's in the back, honey. Go ahead. Look. Yeah, with like four fucking dudes, Tim. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It's Friday night. Exactly. Exactly. Come on, Tim. Like, would you really drive around with a van with like shirtless Lorenzo Lamas pouring water jugs on him? I mean, that just conveys the wrong message. Guys, give me... Depends on what what the message is you're sending out. Give me your opinion, guys, on the way that this guy shoots that cop. Did y'all see him jumping around a little bit like he bounces while he shoots? Or was that just me? It looked weird to me. It kind of reminded me of... I don't know if anyone's played Duck Dodgers on Super Nintendo, but he Daffy Duck literally, like... There's going to be two people that have played this game. But he literally, like, bounces. Yeah, one of them is Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, Daffy Duck's a big fan of the podcast, you know. And he literally bounces every time he shoots, and that's the way this guy... It was, like, almost comedic in a way. I started laughing, because I was like, this guy looks like an idiot shooting a gun, like he's never done it before in his life. I mean, once again, <sighs> could that be a spoiler? I guess so. You're right. Could be. And so, the- <laughs> so... So this movie is a lot deeper than you guys give it credit for. Oh, yeah, super, super deep. The Citizen Kane of the Mustachio podcast. Okay, let's not say that. <laughs> so, Don Johnson arrives on the scene. His hair just looks like bedhead, and he's like a total dick the whole time. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, fuck away. What was going on? <laughs> <laughs> and he's an asshole until then they show him the sergeant that got shot in the face. And he yeah, gets... they just left the cop's body there it's for like four out. fucking hours? <laughs> it's been there all night. Like, damn, put this guy on a stretcher. Take him to the hospital. Take him to the morgue. Something. Plus, I like how the police department doesn't have any money for like even like the little red beer cups to put over like the bullets or any of the point in evidence. They're just laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for L.A., you think they would have the budget to at least put a couple of beer, some uh, red Solo cups on some... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cup of cause cause banquets only nine millimeters. I mean, to be fair, solo cups would blow away in the wind. Oh, that sounds like a kind of like a nice little folk music um, song. Damn, that sounds like a fucking Elton John song. Yeah. And the solo cups blew away in the wind. In the wind. <laughs> and the solo cups. 
<laughs> the fucking Pearl Jam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we then get we get the uh, classic scene in these type of movies where a cop is pecking on a keyboard with his fingers and he's looking through some green fonted information in a database. Tapping a screen with his pen. Yeah, he's like... Because they didn't have mice back then. The... Yeah. Did you say mice? <laughs> no, he doesn't have a mouse. Mouses. <laughs> he doesn't have mouses. <laughs> and he finds, uh, uh, he finds somebody somehow by some miracle that he feels like might be a good suspect for this case. His name is... Robert Bobby Burns, but I think he was just saying Bobby as like that's what they call him as his nickname because there's no way his name's Robert Bobby. That's like being called Richard Dick Dickerson or some shit. That's like being called Robert Bobby Trippett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're <right. laughs> another friend of the podcast, you know. And he calls this guy who really he's a character actor. Oh, Robbie Robinson, Bob Balaban. Balaban? Bob Balaban. Oh, man. The baddest ass this motherfucker has ever been in any movie, right? He should have been in this whole... Like, this should have been a body a body cop. A buddy cop movie with Balaban as the sidekick. He looks I mean, like he just walked off a Run DMC video Daniel, at one point, right? Yeah. Daniel, I don't think you've watched those two Miami Vice episodes with Bob Balaban where he's Crockett's buddy. Oh, okay. I can't wait. Well, hey, that might be coming back. Oh, so wait. Oh, shit. There's a lot of Sonny uh, Crockett called the favor in for this movie. There's a lot of Miami Vice connections in this movie. Yeah, I did. I I do notice there's a lot of definitely some actors. Okay, let me ask you a question. Who do you think would have been better in this role? Okay. Okay. And Tim Tim would know too because he's of the time. Do you think Don Johnson was good in this role? Or do you think Mark Harmon would have been better? Fuck Mark Harmon. He sucks. Don so, Johnson yeah, all day. I still Come on. Don Johnson. Okay, now let me ask you another question. Who do you think was better in the Presidio? Mark Harmon or Don Johnson? Don Johnson. Did you know that the only reason why Don Johnson is in Dead Bang is because he didn't get the Presidio and vice versa? Weird. So they each went out for the roles and got he got this and Mark Harmon got the Presidio. Because in the 80s... Mark Harmon and Don Johnson were considered interchangeable. If you couldn't get one, you got the other. And when season How? two for Miami Vice rolled around, Don Johnson wanted too much money. And so they didn't want to bring him back. They were going to fucking hire Mark Harmon to play Sonny Crockett. Not even like a different character. They were just going to replace him. Wow. Oh, oh, man. I wish they did a fucking bewitch. Come on. Just no explanation <laughs> at all. Nobody just acknowledge it. Human just nothing. That's it. Yeah. And then just come back season three with Don Johnson again like it never fucking happened. I oh. mean, Mark, he, he, Harmon looks like he was hit with a not as sexy as Don Johnson face. You know, it's like. No, he's. And oh, well, everything okay, that like, I remember seeing him in, he's kind of like almost leaning towards comedy and like always being the nice guy. I don't know if he was ever like. Well, he was on St. Elsewhere, right? Where it was kind of yeah. like a sexy doctor because he was a doctor. So everybody yeah. on TV was a doctor sexy is fucking sexy. Easy. Even Wait, fucking Howie on. Mandel got some fucking pussy off of that show. All right. <laughs> oh, did I just say that? Okay. You, you did. Hold on, let's take a look here because um, I don't think Don Johnson ever got people's sexiest man of the year like Mike, Mike Mark Harmon did. That's Ooh, bullshit. Well, that shit's dude. fixed. Come on. Yeah, that is. People's fixed. owned by the Inquirer, and we know who what, what the Inquirer. <laughs> That's does. all based off lack of <laughs> gag reflex, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What so. <laughs> they have him back like deep throating cucumbers and be like, "You win, <laughs> you hey, congratulations, you get on the cover again." Their cover, they're fucking like all teary eyed and crying. <laughs> Why did I do? That? I did it, Ma. Oh, man. So Balaban isn't having this call, by the way. So he calls him because uh, Balaban is a parole officer, and he has the package for for Burns, for Bobby Burns. And he's like, dude, it's Christmas Eve, bro. I want to go home. The day's almost over. I don't have time for this shit. So Don Johnson's like, well, you know what? Tomorrow we'll meet up at 8. And he's like, that's Christmas Day. He's like, well, <laughs> you don't want to meet right now, so we're going to meet tomorrow. And 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 – Taliban does like the most like weak fuck you I've ever heard. He's just like, well, fuck you. <laughs> it's like so soft. <laughs> yeah, but later on, he's so fucking hardcore, man. Just give him a fucking Kango later on. And with those sunglasses and that fucking Adidas oh, outfit. I loved it. Absolutely you can just see it. him there with his arms crossed going, my Adidas. <laughs> he's, you're, you know, you're, you're right. He goes, yeah, fuck you. But who shows up at fucking 8 a.m.? Bob Balaban. Hell yeah. No, he's already there. He's soft, When bro. Sonny shows up. Oh, wait, not Sonny. I'm sorry. You can't help it. Yeah, It's yeah. difficult. It's difficult. And then we're at a, this. Bizarro Sonny. That's Bizarro. what we're going to call him, right? <laughs> Bizarro Sonny. So when yeah. Mark Harmon, too, shows up. Uh, Donnie Sprocket. <laughs> so Don Harmon. <laughs> Uh, so now we're in this like freaking christmas party with i guess this police precinct right oh yeah that's right yeah because i'm glad you mentioned that because i haven't written down uh here it says oh it must be christmas (laughs) (laughs) were they using a casket full of ice yes they were yes Yes, they were charlie they got that shit from the morgue or (laughs) i don't even know they had to fucking they had to take the cop's body out first and put the fucking casket full of ice holy shit wait a second wait a second were they giving him like a cop's irish wake because that's a thing and i'd never heard it taken to the level where they put the actual fucking beers in the coffin with the dead body Wait, you know. think they had the dead? You think there was a dead body under all those cores banquets? I am going to base it on the simple fact of that, that I saw it on the wire. So I'm betting it's probably Dude, true. It would be so dope if his hand was sticking out of the ice and you just see a cores cores banquet. In they his fucking hand. they fucking put a cores in his hand and then the fucking it's a commercial for cores. Yes, that's right. Because I also remember Cagney and Lacey did it. Oh my god! When one of the cops on that show died, they had a wake with him. They took his body, they put it on the bar, and they were drinking off of it. They're doing jelly shots off of him. Uh, I'm in the wrong line of work, my friend. A line of cocaine <laughs> up your dead friend's <laughs> asshole. Oh man! What is it with you and assholes tonight? I don't yeah, know. Okay. Come on. Well, with all that hey, fucking hair down hey, there, how do you do a fucking line? Charlie, you're you gonna start, sneeze you right away. The asshole talk early on. All right. I did not introduce assholes to this show. Fuck you. You introduced waxing your asshole to this show. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Ball I can't believe your, your court, friend sir. let you get away with that, too. You probably edited that shit out. He probably ripped you one after when you said that, right? And just cut it out? <laughs> no, he knows me, man. This is the way we roll. He knows me. I like the finer things in life. Yeah, like bidets. Yeah, he likes that baby hair fuzz down yeah. on his taint. Not that fucking <laughs> matter of Do either of y'all have bidets? I have a bidet, yes. Yeah, so you like a I little... bet I had a bidet before you did. So you care about your asshole, too. <laughs> I mean, right, that you is only the have one, care right? You have that and you have your opinion. So you got to take care of both of them. And they both stink. <laughs> Not with a bidet. <laughs> yeah, My favorite the... <laughs> Tim Yobo line ever is when he didn't know what a vagina was called. So he just goes, you know, you hollowed out taint. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. That wasn't referring to a vagina. The thing that we were watching was that that fucking um, Danzig movie. Uh, oh, yeah, is that where I came? Okay, so yeah, somebody got it, and at one point, it is not the dick, the balls, or the asshole. So it taint nothing, and that's what got stabbed. That's where I said oh, the, a hollowed out taint. Oh, that's not yeah. supposed to be a vagina, Charlie. Come on, that's, I'm married. I've seen it at least three times. I know what a taint is. <laughs> I see it three it times taint, a year. Pussy and a taint ass. <laughs> I've never just like purposefully just licked a taint. Just licked the taint. Just by accident? No, just purposefully. You never go purposefully at it. did it. Like where that's all you're gonna go at? Like I wonder if how the other would react. <laughs> You know what, Daniel? I don't think that are you could still, be the only thing are you that you still go single? At. To, are you still single, Daniel? So anyway, this is going to be edited out. So then when we get to... <laughs> no, come on, man. Just think the next time you go out to some bar and you tell some beautiful woman that you're meeting, like, hey, you know, I got a podcast. She's like, oh, what's the name of the podcast? Let me check it out. And if she listens to this episode and if she makes it past 35 minutes, you know you got a winner. That's true. Yeah. That's you don't have true, to worry yeah. about that third date. You know what's going to happen. She's going to lean down and she's going to tell you, Christ. you can lick my taint. Uh, from from taint to face. Uh, so we... so if that becomes a big thing, right? Hold on. I think wait. we just got an idea for a business here. Wait, wait. What, what, what business? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's People say we get everybody's attention on the taint, right? Uh-huh. Okay, we'll start a taint, a taint awareness campaign. Then what we can do is then we can start selling like decorative things that you can put on your taint. Oh yeah, I like that. Like maybe like little like stickums, like some little um... yeah, like stickums, like you know, like how women go and they get their nails done, they put like little fucking beads and stuff like that on. You can go like real fancy, have like a fucking piano hanging off your fucking fingernail if you want. Just do that. We can make like oh shit, you can make like all like different colors so you can paint your taint. You ever want you ever. No, because you know what? The taint, it's very spontaneous. So why would you taint that spontaneity? Could you imagine working your way down and you just see the eye of Horus on someone's taint? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Always, you've always it's heard fucking... about the third eye. Nobody ever told you where it had to be. There's a fucking piano and she's like, can you play some Billy Joel while you're down there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna. What, have, what are we talking about? <laughs> hey, where's Vaughn? This fucking movie that's uh, called well, Dead. Uh, Vaughn, call us up. Tell us what's going on with this movie. <sighs> Does Daniel want to do the impression? Or <laughs> I, I might actually just cut. I, I, at some point when I'm editing this show, I'm just gonna cut it and just do my quick impression <laughs> and say that y'all like the movie. If you it's always so uncut, funny when you say you're you editing want, the show. If you want uncut <laughs> podcast, it's bloody bits forward slash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't edit that much. I try, but then I get too. It gets too close to Monday. What was that Monday. joke you told? You told a joke that they cut out of the grind bin about a baby, and that was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. Oh, wait, me or Tim? It was Daniel. It was most definitely Daniel. Because <laughs> yeah, see, with all the shit that I've said and done, I've never had a sh- uh, anything censored on the grind bin. Dude. Well, you told what me the, the hell just because Mike actually thinks you're funny. He doesn't think I'm funny. <laughs> Hey, look, when Johnny Carson invites you over to the couch, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, he's invited you over to the couch. Okay, (laughs) I've said it before and I'll say it again. Daniel, you say so much fucking shit and it is so fucking funny. But by at some point, Mike is just like, and he moves on and you'll say something. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And no one laughs at it. 
which makes it even funnier. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Andy Richter of the of the grind bin. No one really hey, notices hey. unless you rewatch. Andy Richter's a fucking millionaire, and he's doing that same fucking thing. It's so. a good bit. I'll take his money. Yeah, I would totally take his money. Uh, we meet our female protagonist who comes up to good old Don Johnson. Her name is Linda. You ever Ooh. seen her in anything? I don't. I'm... I have. Have you ever seen Adventures in Babysitting? Oh, that's she is weeds. The ugly She's also in Weeds. Yeah, weeds. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She played a high school girl a year before in Adventures in Babysitting, and she was made up to look really. Uh, what's the word? Homely. Yeah, grown ass woman. Yeah. Yeah, I guess homely would have been the 80s term for... <laughs> I mean, they, they threw on the thick glasses, the oversized clothes, the oversized, and they really yeah. played it up. Big old freaking, yeah. And she, she goes up, she's thirsty. Uh, she's talking to Don, but Don Johnson is emo all the way. He is deep in his own thoughts. He's like, he's in a whole <laughs> other room. Like, the, there's a party going on. He's in a whole other room leaning on a piano. And he's with the fucking he's like, court. I'm fucking Don Johnson. I don't have to work. Come on. And muss up my hair and wear some shitty fucking clothes. I'm still Don Johnson. <laughs> and, and they talk a little bit about the case. She realizes he's on the case at the time. We, you know, we're just kind of figuring all this out. Next thing you know, she's gonna leave because he's not giving her much. And he goes, "Wait, Linda, stay." Then we get a quick clip of them dancing, and the get, next thing you know, Don Johnson's getting his Johnson on. And yeah, they're getting some Xmas sex. Ooh, she's in that stinky ass apartment because I'm just assuming it is stinky. He went right for the taint. <laughs> and how drunk is she? Is she drunk? I don't think she is. I think he is, obviously. Okay, so then, Daniel, Charlie, when they wake up the next day and he's making eggs not on the stove on his fucking kitchen counter <laughs> for some reason, right? Did you notice that? That's how hot it is in California, I guess. In the, in the, yeah. At <laughs> fucking Christmas, you can cook you know, an egg he, in your kitchen. Just put the couch. frying pan over the fucking... Dude, because I don't know if you noticed, he's sweaty as fuck in this scene, or he took yes, a shower. Yes, he is. Well, I would thought that was sex sweat or alcohol sweat. <laughs> it's a little of both. A little bit of both. Okay, so she gets stressed, and she tries to sneak out, and then there's a whole like comedy bit where the airplane's coming along, and yeah. they can't hear each other talking. And I'm like, you didn't hear that last night? The few times where I've been in a hotel yeah. next to a fucking airport, yeah. you can't fucking not hear a fucking airplane flying so, over your fucking so, head. They don't take a so, break okay. at night. When I, when no, I they fucking Reno, go crazy at night. When I lived in Reno, I was in the flight path for the airport, and it was literally like every six or seven minutes a plane would fly over. After a while, you just fucking ignore it. Like, you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Ugh. I lived by trains growing up, and yeah, the... Yeah. Oh yeah, when yeah, I was you younger, just... when I lived in Astoria, I lived right around the block from the the uh, the L, the elevated train line, and <laughs> I never heard that train. But everybody else was like over the house or anything like that. I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, yeah. "I don't hear it." You just tune it out after a while. I lived in in Sacramento in downtown. I lived uh, two blocks from the fucking train crossing. My first night, that's all I heard. After that, you just tune it out. Yeah. I mean, I heard someone yell, "I'm going to kill you, bitch!" I stayed asleep when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel went, not my problem. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually really funny you bring that up. Because when I was a kid, uh, it was it was just Christmas. It was fucking Christmas Eve, just like this. And my neighbors were having a loud party, right? Like, you know how those Hispanic parties get, right? Like, fucking loud music. Everybody's having a good time. You mean you a know, party? Yeah. It was one of those, right? And it was, I'd say, three in the morning. And they were still fucking partying. Mm-hmm. I heard... Everybody um, white, just think about it. It's like a regular party, but it's much more fun. 
Oh yeah, the food is great. The music is bumping. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I heard a woman scream, a really loud thump, and then about two minutes later, I heard cars starting up and everybody drove away. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? I finally fell asleep and I woke up and it was a beautiful Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> there was some stuff fucking dripping on your face from the ceiling above. You're like, no, no, no. I lived, a, I lived in a house. This was across the street. That's how fucking loud it was. Across oh. the fucking street at the rain in the morning. Yeah. That my neighbor. That must have been some fucking wood ass floors of concrete. My neighbor. Um, smack down on it. My neighbor in LA would have parties until 3 a.m man like just mariachis like live mariachis playing all fucking night and then just drunk karaoke but spanish music Oof. it was just Oof. i don't know why but like for some reason spanish like latin music drunk singing is just bad it's just no <laughs> drunk singing uh no i, I don't care where you're from no drunk language. singing is bad yeah. bad at a certain point it goes it stops going being funny to like oh jesus fucking christ like, you need to stop so loud. But you know what? Nothing fucking tops a quinceanera because they start on a fucking Thursday and they don't end until like a Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've stood in uh, three, I think. Two or three. I'm trying to remember, but yes. I remember standing in a quinceanera with my ex-girlfriend who cheated on me with my best Hold friend. Hold on. i got to go to Apple iTunes, Apple Translation. What That's is... a fifteen-year-old's birthday. Fifteen-year-old's birthday. Party. Uh, okay. It's like a it's like a sweet sixteen, but it's a for a fifteen-year-old. It's one year before. One year before. Exactly. Uh, That's what quinceanera means in Spanish. One year before. Because Latinas just get just <laughs> one year more mature than white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I was standing with my ex girlfriend and. She, I mean, she broke my heart the year before. I was, it was tough to even stand with her in that thing. I don't even know why I ended up standing with her. I, I, it didn't make were no you sense. wearing? Were you wearing a cowboy hat? No, I. Didn't, no, that's the problem. Was, oh, that was that's, that's why that's she, what she broke up with you, man. That's you had to put a fucking cowboy hat. No, they, nobody wore Lean cowboy hats shit. in the Come south on. side of San Antonio. No, and <laughs> be your own man. That's it. Just walk around with the walk around South Central with a red fucking cowboy hat on. So, <laughs> so here's my redemption story. So okay. we're that everyone's dancing. We've done all the ceremonial bullshit. You know, Santana's played, and we're, I'm sitting down. <laughs> and... Is Santana obligated? Like how when I oh, ever yeah. go to an Irish thing, I always have to hear at least one Dropkick Murphy song. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. Got to have Santana. And she comes up to me and she's like, are you not going to dance? And I was like this, like, I was trying to do this punk rock thing. Like, oh, I'm too fucking punk to dance or whatever. So she comes up. She's like, do you want to dance? And I'm like, no. And yes. So she sits in front of me. Right. And she goes, well, if you don't want to dance, do you like want to do something else? And she grabs my hands and puts it up her skirt. Right. And I'm all. Damn, I know. Danny, wow. I, know. I wish a fucking girl would break up like that with me. I know. Because at the time, the guy that she cheated on me with, she was not with him anymore, who was my really close friend at the time and so i don't know why but it all rushed back to me like all the anger like it just being cheated on i ripped my hands away from her and i said fuck you dirty bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right now how old were you daniel 15 i was it was wow. a quinceanera i was 15 it was Daniel's quinceanera. It was my quinceanera. I was wearing a dress. I looked very pretty. I was like, he was, he was sitting on a donkey and he was going in a circle. I'm just thinking, it's, it's, it just goes to show, it, there is a certain point that some guys just won't go past for a fuck, right? Yeah. I, I, have, I was honorable even at 15, man. 
I just I wasn't gonna do it. But you know, she ended up marrying that guy that she cheated on me with, and they have like five kids, so it was worth it for her. Oh man, I hope he listens to the show. I know that Daniel had a chance to put two up there. No, he's dead. But he was a gentleman. He's dead. Uh, so <laughs> he's dead. Wow! Yeah, I'm call her up, man. Come yeah. on, you got another chance. No, thank you. Five kids? <laughs> what the fuck? They're like all thirty fuck? now. What did he? Fuck yeah, come on. Himself? No, I don't know if he's dead. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, you said it was such authority. I was thinking, fuck. That's just because I've been, I've been trying to do improv lately. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so <laughs> so we get to Balaban. She tried improv and she ended up with five This kids, is going to so be a four-hour show. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Daniel fucking Daniel was like, yeah, he's dead. I, I linked up with her on Tinder the other day. Damn it. <laughs> and now um, everything burns down there. So... <laughs> <laughs> so he goes out to the Balaban's office to do to talk to him about this fucking Bobby Burns. Gives him the he gives him the file. He, we find out that Bobby Burns is above. Like he's pretty smart. Didn't do very good when he was in prison, but he's out now. Blah blah blah. But Don Johnson and just a quick question: yeah. How did he get on to Bobby? What was the that, thing that uh, was, was there on a, a fingerprint that showed up or something? <laughs> he was looking on the computer for people who were recently paroled. Whose crimes fit the mo? Because we know and they were he, named he, Bobby. He was, okay, yeah. gotcha. I, that was the whole Bobby. thing I was wondering. It's like, how he the goes, fuck did he get on this guy's tail? Obviously, goes, this was a Bobby crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he reaches down, he fucking licks his finger, he goes, Bobby. This was definitely a fucking Bobby that would fucking shoot a cop like this in the face. And uh, and by the way, this is the scene where we do see Balaban in a full Adidas sports suit. And it's chocolate brown, brown. chocolate yes. brown. Like I am, what the? That's fuck? classy. No, That's it's, classy. Not. <laughs> it's not. What do you mean it's not? That is a fucking classy look. I don't give a fuck what you say, Charlie. You are the master with Photoshop. Come on, I want you to put a fucking Kango and some gold chains around his neck, okay? And maybe some Adidas sneakers on him, and tell me he doesn't look like he's straight out of the fucking Run DMC video, I for think- real. Man. I think he was wearing Adidas shoes. But let's take a look here. Bob Balaban, dead bang. Did you know his first role, Bob Balaban's, was a Midnight Cowboy? Yes, I did. I looked it up because I wow, that's a wow, that's a great fucking movie to start off with. He right? was a he was a high school kid who who solicited uh, John Voight at Times Square. <gasps> Holy shit, that's right, <laughs> John Voight. Yes, yeah. holy fuck. And I know that, did you know, too, that when you watch Midnight Cowboy, when he's soliciting him in the back, you see a very young Tim Yobo with his family. Uh, I'm just waiting outside. Like, come on, man. <laughs> waiting for the room. <laughs> Tim's going, we're trying to watch a movie here. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I look, there's no pictures of him so on Google. So I looked up his movie stuff because I just know him as the NBC president from Seinfeld some Seinfeld yeah he's been in a billion <laughs> yes, fucking things I didn't realize I bet that. you he's a Broadway actor too right probably, probably. he's a great and he, but he's a great actor great character yeah. actor like fantastic yeah because he acted tough in this movie and he kind of bought well, it for a little kind, bit right well, but then I was like, like come on man tough. I'll pick you up and throw you around yeah and you know what he did you know what he did after uh, he was in Midnight Cowboy Catch 22 yeah holy fuck yeah he was in some hard hitting fucking movies in the late 60s early 70s oh. I'll have to revisit those. I, I probably didn't even notice it was him because he was all fresh. I really just know him as like that version of him with the glasses and balding, you know. 
he looks like Rick Moranis. He in, does. Uh, Urban Cowboy. Yes. You know, in Urban Cowboy, he looks like Rick Moranis. Yeah, he has a Rick Moranis. Holy shit, he... Oh, like he if you play Rick Moranis' dad, put a wig right? on his head, yeah, he totally looks like Rick Moranis <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, well, nobody punches him. <laughs> I mean, there is something about... There's just something about the idea of Rick Moranis getting pop, bopped in the face that just tickles me. <laughs> it really does tickle me. Come on, that's not... Oh, come on. But, like, when you look at Rick Moranis, it's like, why would somebody do that? He's an honestly nice person. I know, but that's what tickles me. But did they know? That's the thing. That's what I That's what I want to know. Did they know? Did they, they're like, some of the fucking Ghostbusters, right? Bam! Or they just like, next like, person I, I walk past, I'm hitting. It's like, this like, guy... fucking hated little giants. <laughs> this guy looks like he plays banjo. Oh fuck you! <laughs> Why haven't you been in anything in twenty five years? <laughs> Doesn't he make blue bluegrass music, or is that uh, or is that? I think is that Steve Martin? <laughs> Steve Martin. Oh, he does it. He does music. make music though. He makes like country music or something. Rick Moranis. Well, Steve Martin he plays a banjo. Is no, Rick, Rick Moranis. He makes music too. I thought Rick Moranis was Canadian. No, but he makes like country music. I swear to God, I don't think it's There's blue no country music. Dude, in Canada. guys, look it up. Rick isn't, Moranis... it just called, isn't that just called Canadian music? Um, it does not say. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rick Moranis like country album or something like agoraphobic that. Agoraphobic cowboy. Uh, by the way, uh, Dan, you just bitching about how this podcast is going to be four hours, and now you're having Charlie look up Rick Moranis' <laughs> fucking filmography and discography. What, what, what albums is he doing? Just call Bobby up if he has oh, any of his records. Oh, Rick Moranis. Did you know he was signed to Death Row Records? Interesting. <laughs> He's hardcore, motherfucker. Don't fuck with the uh, the Canadian coast. Rick Moranis was originally going to be in Crush Groove. Here is something you can't understand. How I could just shrink a man. Oh, honey, I Crush Groove the kids. Come on. Okay, Tim, did you see Crush Groove in theaters? Uh, I don't think so. No. Oh. Uh, but at that time, uh, that was not that would not be a movie that I'd be going to see. Oh, really? It's a good fucking movie. I hated rap when I was uh, younger. What? How could you hate early you're rap? From New York, dude. Uh, because I was a hard rock kid. Oh, I was okay. into The Who, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, The Rolling Stones. So you didn't and listen to that good, just man. didn't interest me at all. Now, I have plenty of rap music on my fucking uh, phone and everything like that, but... Just back then, and also when it was, uh, I was I was being a stupid asshole kid because I was like, "That's not real music. Just, like, that's going to be gone in like two yeah. years. Whatever. That real music is Led Zeppelin and Pink well, that's Floyd, true, and that's it. Actually, there's nobody else." You were actually around for like when it was just coming around. Like yeah. I remember Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah, yeah. You were just barely. It was barely just and coming. Junkies in the, in the alley with the baseball bat. Yeah. Come on. And that's the thing Funky too. Is also, that music that you listen to, Tim, that. At, most was only 10 years old at that time that wasn't even classic rock at that point that was just fucking rock yeah that's right when uh yeah pink floyd was uh, well so, pink floyd wasn't putting albums out but yeah but that time um uh yeah led zeppelin was already done the who was still around the rolling stones bowie wasn't bonham bonham died in what 81 right 80 uh, well, I had a problem there where it was like for a period there in like the 70s and the 80s, like as soon as I started getting into a band that was like the person, somebody in the band that just died. And that's when I started getting into them. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'll never get to see the real There was no hope of a reunion. Yeah. You were like, oh, man, I like the Beatles. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. See, even the, the Beatles, they weren't. I I didn't really care for them too much at that time. I was like really like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. So- so when John got killed, you went, who cares? 
No, it wasn't like, who cares? But I was just like, come on, don't interrupt the fucking football game. <laughs> we, we, it's going to hold. Don't worry. You got a three-point lead here. They have a chance for He'll field He'll still goal. be dead tomorrow. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> So Balaban basically gets kidnapped by Don Johnson to go to this, uh, basically to this fucking Burnsies. I'm just going to call him Burnsies. So Burnsies' mom's house, where this is where he, he's lived for the last, like basically once he got out of prison. So there, he has to take Balaban over there because you have to have a mm-hmm. parole officer present in order to be able to go into well, the property. Right. But that's the thing is he doesn't tell Balaban yeah. they're going. He says, Tricks him, oh, right? I'll drive you home. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And he's and he's kind of like, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, but no, that is true. Parole officers have a lot more leeway than regular cops. Because uh... parole officer, like he said, parole officer can check up on you whenever he wants. So they don't need a warrant. They don't need any reason. Mm-hmm. Cop needs to have at least a pretense of a reason or a warrant to go into your house and just start shaking your shit up. But parole officers uh, can do it. Yeah, he really shits all over Bellavan's Christmas for sure. Um, and then we see that... That's why that suit's brown. <laughs> it's why, it started yeah, off yellow. It started off yellow. He it knew. just got completely shitted on. <laughs> and th- one of my favorite bits is that Don Johnson has this giant mag light flashlight. And you hear Bellavan say, you know it's daylight outside. <laughs> like, you don't need a flashlight. <laughs> but we quickly realize... There's a reason he has this mag-like flashlight. It is maybe one of the dopest little parts here in the movie where he knocks on the door, dude opens up, big old giant bald bearded fucking biker looking dude, and he just like tells Don Johnson fuck you like when he's like trying to come in. He tries to slam the door closed, puts the mag light in between the door. The dude rushes bull rushes his ass. He fucking whoops his ass with a mag-like flashlight and they just basically handcuff him to a giant motorcycle. Yep, it's he ain't a having none of that shit. Pretty dope sequence. I thought it was a lot of fun. And they go into the place, and yes, this is when we see a greasy, creepy-looking Ron Jeremy laying on a bunk bed. Okay, come on. To be fair, he didn't look any different than he looks like right now. <laughs> Wait, was that the guy that John Johnson told him to lay back down? Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh well, no, no, no. I think that was another guy. I think, but no, you you see, actually, you're right. So he gets up, and you see him in the top corner. He's, he's on the top left. Cut out. He's almost cut yeah. out. Yeah, he's just barely in frame. Yeah, and that was actually a reoccurring theme with Ron Jeremy throughout the 80s and 90s. He would get gigs in legitimate movies, and they would usually find a reason to cut his scenes or just be okay, like, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Let scene. me tell you. With my cynical mind, why Ron Jeremy got gigs working as small bitch, but then somehow or another when the movie came out, he got cut out. Uh, because he'd bring fucking porn stars to the set with him. Well, yeah. I mean, come on, Tim. So you want him on set, you got the porn stars there, whatever's going to happen is okay. going to happen, and Ron, then you just cut him out of the movie. Here's the thing, Tim. Ron always said, and I read his autobiography, he said he always made it a point to be friends with people more famous than him. It's going to get you well, that's easy. more roles. Exactly. Well, I mean, come on, Tim. How many people do you know, even in like celebrity wise, that have fucked over what thirty thousand women? Come on. Point taken. Okay, yeah. you got me there. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, there's certain rock stars who haven't even hit that. But, uh, anyway. but yeah, he made it a point to be more famous, be around more famous people. <laughs> anyway, That's why Ron was in all sorts one, of shit. One day he'll die, and that dick will just melt away, and he'll be a skeleton. So, like, every, every, <laughs> everyone looks really sweaty and wet. 
And then we see a young Tate Donovan come into the scene who plays the younger brother of Bobby Burns. This guy, you've seen him in some shit. I, I think, I don't know. But he's just the guy you've seen in shit, uh, especially like in the 90s and early 2000s. And he's like just basically pretending like he doesn't know where his brother is. But then all of a sudden, Don Johnson hears a guy like, I think like a bottle falls just outside the house and he starts running. So Don Johnson runs after him. And he goes to this window, and then Balaban does the same thing, but he's, like, very careful and making sure he doesn't, like, hurt himself or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that. I, I'm telling you, this would have been a good buddy cop movie. I was like, oh, I wonder if this guy's going to be in the rest of the movie, but not really. So then <laughs> there's a huge chase that goes down. Thousands of dollars of damage happens to cars because these two guys are chasing after each other. Don Johnson. Have, it's actually a good chase. It is right? fun. Yeah, it is it's a pretty good, dope. Yeah. And it looks like it's LA. There's only like though. a couple of times there where you look at it like, is that a stuntman or is that actually Don Johnson? I think a lot of that was him. I would imagine. I so too. But he eventually catches up to him, and maybe one of the funniest shits that ever happens in this whole this whole movie. <laughs> he catches up to him, but he's, he literally got boozed out, had sex late at night the night before. He catches up to the guy, tackles him down, and he, I think he had some pasta. Some, yeah, he possibly had eggs in the morning with sausage. That's right, he had eggs <laughs> with orange juice. He had kitchen counter eggs too. Yeah. They were not even fully cooked because it was only 103 degrees. <laughs> they're kind of they were yeah. runny. And he pukes all over him while the because isn't the guy passed out? Yeah, and then he wakes up. Out. Yeah, he's like, I love that he wakes up. He goes, what the fuck? Somebody threw up. Fucking threw up on me. He's like, "Why don't you shit on me while you're at it?" What a fucking great line, right? Yeah, I think he ad lived that too. He may have. It was so good. Don Johnson actually did throw up on him. <laughs> he was actually hungover. Cut, man, cut. Oh my gosh! And uh, so the cops come in, they arrest him, they they look at his rap sheet. He just got out as well. But it turns out this guy is not Bobby Burns. He just kind of looks like him. He's, I don't know. I guess he's these white biker, white biker guys kind of SS tattoos have similar. Go ahead, look. say it. It's okay. Kind of have a similar look. And ah, uh, so Balaban is just except for the tattoos. See, yeah. if you didn't have fucking tattoos and you That's all looked alike, if every white guy in a motorcycle band a gang had long hair and a mustache and beard, but no tattoos. How could you get caught? By the way, Tim, we ne- we may need to make that a thing—a motorcycle band. You're on a bike while playing music. <laughs> Holy shit! Have Come on, seen, somebody have, had to do that. Fucking Rob Halford came out on a motorcycle. So, mm-hmm. did you see that video? There's a guy riding a motorcycle, and there's somebody sitting in a in a fucking sidecar playing drums on the freeway. Oh shit! No, I'd sideswipe them. <laughs> you would kill somebody for playing drums. He's probably, he's probably killed people for less. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, Balaban is taking offense to this whole situation. He's not liking the fact that... Just dumping along to the beat, and all of a sudden... <laughs> oh, shit! Sorry, you know, man. I almost got killed today on my motorcycle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, totally. That's right. Oh, so you never said you were on a motorcycle. I thought you were just a pedestrian on the no, street. Of course, because he, he described it, that he was sitting behind, he was behind her on the passenger side. No, I was sitting behind her on the driver's side, and I could see her face in the mirrors, so oh. I know she could see me, but she didn't look in the mirrors, and only oh, because right. I wasn't directly that, yeah. behind her, she didn't hit me. And yeah, she threw it in reverse to get over three lanes, and I actually I punched their window like three times. I really hope I cracked it, because they almost ran me over. Wow. 
Oh man, that's dangerous. Yeah, no. Yeah, my uncle's taking some hits on the highway, and yeah, because he's a motorcycle rider, and yeah, that shit is dangerous as yeah, shit, man. It is. It's dangerous as shit. Now, can you imagine if I died? You guys would not have done this episode because you'd be so broken up inside. Uh, no, I think at this point we'd be just like, where's Charlie? I would have kind of hoped that. <laughs> ah, fuck it, we got to go with that. I would have hoped, yeah. hoped you died before five p.m. So I would have had to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I no no no, because no, I watch it before five p.m. Well, your time. I'd be a, I'd be on fucking life support, being like, watch the movie. <laughs> You're gonna come back to me as a force ghost. I'm gonna be like one of those, you know, people on life support who they're going, no, they're still alive. There's brain function, and the doctor's like, no, there isn't. <laughs> You're, he's lactating though <laughs> you're just lactating and your last words are don johnson did i ever tell you about the most fucked up thing i ever heard in the rocky horror picture show mm-hmm. in the actual movie or somebody said it somebody said it do you guys remember about like 20 years ago terry Shivo, the woman who was on life support and she was brain dead but her family was keeping her alive oh yeah i was, remember that yes it was a big fucking deal well this was like 2013. So each city is regional when it comes to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Everybody's got something different, they say. Well, I saw it in San Francisco. And when uh, uh, Tim Curry kills Meatloaf, and he goes, it was a mercy killing. Some dude, I shit you not, yelled in the theater, that's what they said about Terry Schiavo. And the whole theater busts up laughing. And me, I go, man, that's a funny fucking line. No shit. Fucking six months later in Sacramento, I do the exact same fucking thing at the exact same point in the theater. And we're talking like 600 people in this theater. Dead fucking quiet. Oh, like earlier. Just in, like Terry Schiavo. Like exactly. <laughs> like earlier in the show when you said something. <laughs> like, like, I think they stopped the fucking movie and they were Everyone going dumbass. to find out who said it. They were like, who fucking said that? Who fucking said that? That's going to be perpetually you for the rest of your life. You're just... You're... <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to fucking say shit if it strikes me in a movie theater and if it's funny, great. If it's not, I'm just Daniel on the <laughs> Yeah, but see no, but that's the thing, Charlie. You got to come up with your own thing. Because it played in Peoria. Doesn't mean it's going to play yeah, in Sacramento, true. right? Hey, but you know what? Somebody is going to sit there and they're going to go, "Fuck, that was funny, but I don't want to laugh." Cuz no one else is. And then they're yeah. going to tell everybody about it. Yeah. It's too awkward. They don't want to laugh. Maybe they'll see you afterward like you do to me and be like, hey, you know that little thing you said? Yeah, wait, hold on. That's a fucked up joke, Charlie. You know why? Because you're not going to get, like, liberals from uh, California liking that joke at all, right? Right. But on the other hand, you're not going to get, like, all the Republican pro-lifers to like that joke either. So that's really, like, that's a no-man's land. Tim, what conservative pro-lifer do you imagine going to see Tim Curry in drag? Oh, how about this? Having a sense of humor. How about that? That's even harder. And you know what? I bet you a lot of them do go see Tim Curry (laughs) dressed up in drag just without the wife, if you know what I mean. Meatloaf is funny. (laughs) They're looking looking for a loaf of meat. Wait, wait. Now about this point is where Tim would go, but two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) Oh, I wish I did. Holy shit. You've been listening to too much Yovo, man. He's in your head. He is in your head. Never leaves. I know. So uh, he eventually, Don Johnson starts basically just interrogating this guy. He gets some information from him. He finds out about a maroon Ford wagon. That's pretty much all he gets from this guy. And the fact that they headed to Bakersfield. Oh, should I mention that we're also only 12 minutes into the movie? Yeah, but we'll burn through pretty quick. 
So then after all that. Hey, you guys want to go to a strip club? After no, this? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the other side of the country, Charlie. Hey, so. it's the one with the women this time, I promise. <laughs> I'm not going to feel something slap me in the face. No guarantees. <laughs> so Don Johnson gets a call from the precinct. Well, you can have something slappy in the face in both that's kinds true, of clubs, That's true. Right? That's true. But it just you, you know when it's the right. You know when it's a certain slap that it's definitely. Ah, uh, yeah. you know when you get Mickey Mouse and not Dumbo. Yep. We have to. We have to start a podcast like fucking Midnight Blue, except we just go around to strip clubs all night long. Oh, you would oh love wait, that. who's going to sing "Bang My Box"? That'll be you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, okay. if you want to. You know Robin Bird. Holy shit. <laughs> just anybody, just please Google that woman and just look at what she's happens the, when you've been a like, stripper for too long yeah. and too much to sun. And you, we brought her up that one time and, and I looked her up and went, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember her video. It was because it was like a gigantic thing. If you had Manhattan Cable and you had access, uh, um, free access, whatever the fuck it was called, public access. And when her show would come on, she'd have strippers, and she'd have male strippers on too, and they would show everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every single show, she had a song called "Bang My Box," and that was her big thing. And that's how she ended every show. And she probably started the show, and probably did like a middle part of the show singing that song. And what she would do is, whoever was the stripper mm-hmm. would come and sit down with her, like she was like Johnny Carson. And then when she was singing "Bang My Box," she'd either smash her face into their breast or, you know, groin area. And for guys, I remember this in particular, I never forget this move, she would grab their dick and, like, poke her eye with it. <laughs> but, That's a real but, sexy here's move. the crazy thing. Well, yeah, because here's what's extra sexy is, none of the guys were ever, ever hard. No matter what. Even when they were much. dancing, they weren't hard. And Tim is like, trust me, I was looking. And he's like, oh, well, like, no, I mean, because I, I was like, that vein there's no fast forward. Come on, get ahead. At least let me see a fucking 900 commercial. I should know your pulse from this distance. <laughs> <laughs> Is your heart beating? <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, somehow we end up in Arizona at some point. Um, oh, well, there's that whole point where he's fighting with his ex-wife because she doesn't want him to tell his kids Merry Christmas. And he loses his shit, and he goes on a fucking rampage, and he, like, throws everything around. He pushes his chair over. He fucking hits his shin on the chair, and he takes it like a champ because I would have, like, been like, cut, cut. I hit my shin. Stunt, man. I'm going to need you to kick the chair because I just hurt myself. Well, yeah, because he gets really pissed off because he's a cop who doesn't understand what a restraining order means because he's like, why can't I come over and see my kids? I want to give them the gifts I got for them for Christmas. And I'm like, because it's a restraining order? That's why yeah, you can't do it? Yeah, I mean, you would think a cop would understand, but I think I think she just, I think come on, Tim. he knows it was in we, fucking spite, dude. Come on, Tim. Didn't we just have a conversation earlier about Mimi's restraining order? It's just a piece of paper, sir. Yep, just a piece <laughs> of paper. So he loses his shit, and he uh, ends up finding a photo because of all the chaos. He runs into a photo of Linda, that girl that we talked about earlier, and the sergeant that got killed. And we Penelope Ann Miller, yes. Which is incredible because doesn't she look like Melanie Griffin a little bit a at this little time? A bit. I think a little bit. I mean, she's blonde and a woman, so yeah. yeah. And she has that perm hair. Yeah, but she's over. She's legal age, right? So it can't be Melanie Griffin when he met her. Okay. <laughs> so, Next up, sorry. Yeah, that, that is true. That's true. Yeah, the sergeant does look fairly old 
No, no, no. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. Give us your Don Johnson. Uh, I, I think I heard about this. I how he, how he's escaped uh, scrutiny on this. Did I tell you I the think story you about mentioned how it in his a... first wife was a minor when he married Yeah, her? I can't remember if we recorded that, but you brought it up on a Vice episode for sure. Yeah, she was a minor. Found her when they were looking for gold. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So... Oh, man, I fucking set you up for you that, did. too. Wow, okay. You did. Damn, stop drinking, Tim. So Don Johnson confronts her. He just keeps saying bullshit over and over again because he's mad. And he, I think oh, he's still... He's demonstrating why there's a restraining order Yeah, because I think he's still kind of yep. like, how crazy? why'd you leave my apartment like that? Like, he's still mad that she just... she. I mean, she's Oh, said, yeah, because when she leaves, she's like, you, it's, it's not me. you, it's yeah. me. And he's like, yeah, but I'm the only one here. <laughs> Trust me, dude. It's me. I know. Trust me. I've burned houses down after an argument. I puked on a guy. <laughs> yeah. So trust me. I get it. It's me. So that's when he finds that all all that out. And basically, they. It's not that weird that she is. She was the wife of this sergeant that died because I think eight. For yes, eight, it is. That's for weird. Eight months they'd been separated. They were going to get a divorce. So she was like a. But he just died, and now she goes to a party, and she just happens to fuck the cop who's in charge of the case. Whoa. Do you know what? She was separated from him because of anger issues, and she fell into a familiar pattern. She got with Don Johnson, who obviously has anger issues. Oh, shit. And that's why she woke up the next day, and she's like, whoa, that's it. No, I'm done. I've learned my lesson. Mm -hmm. No more of these fucking schmucks. Yep. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, she saw... And then he tried to make her eggs on a counter. She saw it. Yeah, she saw And then he threw up on he her. Drink, by the way, y'all, I don't know if we mentioned this. He drinks a beer first thing in the morning, chugs it. Oh, yeah, what's a beer? What's the name of the uh, beer? Go on. What the fuck was it? It was like T- Tuttle's Beer? Tuttle's Brewing? Tuttle's, Tuttle's Beer. It looks. It's supposed to look like a Heineken, Yeah, it looks right? like a Heineken with a sticker slapped on it. Or kind of like a Bex. Like one of yeah, those fucking one of those oh, green God, bottles. Down because I Which, by the way, I heard is the worst See, look at all way the to notes. drink beer. I heard that drinking beer in a green bottle is one of the worst ways. Like the the fact that it, it brings in so much heat and light, it actually takes away from a lot of the flavor. Yes. Right? Yes, Something like that. Really? Yeah, well, the, oh, see, I love my Stella. Yeah, because it was the, your taste yeah, the color and all that. That's <laughs> because you're a lower class piece of shit. <laughs> Stella's expensive, motherfucker. I know, and you're paying for it like a dumbass. And you know what's in clear glass bottles? Thunderbird and Nightstand. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Holy shit, Sojo comes in a that, green bottle, That's what's too. so funny. It's like actually canned beer. Probably you get a better flavor if you pour it. Oh wait, Jiro Sojo comes in a blue bottle. Churchunum is you know in a what green comes bottle. In a, so maybe in a, blue is okay. You know what comes in a glass bottle that's clear? Piss. True. <laughs> there you so go. So live on a skid glass roll. bottle. In a glass bottle, Charlie. You don't give yourself any fucking chance with a glass bottle. Nope. <laughs> so uh, after all this, he goes back. Uh, we're back with the white supremacist gang of four. They walk into a can, uh, little cantina where there's a man who's super drunk but has a very nice mustache. He tells everyone, Feliz Navidad. And he's just super puro pedo, you know? And so then he, uh, it just gets bad. They come in. Did this did this make you mad because he seemed like a chill? He seemed like a really nice guy. guy. 
He was the nice bar yeah, he was, fly, right? Yeah. He was the cool guy who didn't bother anybody. He'd be just like cheering on whenever like the baseball team scored or some shit yeah, like as that. As I mentioned, right? he's like reminds you of my tío Neto. Same style, same just drunk, but you know, just enjoying life. He's having a good fucking time. And these guys come in, put everyone on the ground, take money from the register after they figure out how to open it because yeah, you know, here's what I love is because it keeps giving all these little digs to these white supremacist cocksuckers, right? Because <laughs> this fucking asshole, okay, the the master race can't even figure out how to fucking open a cash register, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, because they're supposed to be. It looks like they're supposed to be pretty young. Like it looks like they're like in their early twenties, maybe. Except for that old ass biker Except who looks like he's sixty. The ZZ Top. Who's uh, been in a billion a, fucking things? So much shit. As a fucking grizzled biker. He was in V. He, he was, he in was home uh, Michael Ironside's sidekick. He in was v. in Home Improvement with Tim Allen. I remember. <laughs> no, that's the other no, guy. Tim, I that don't guy think so, was Tim. in Home Tim Improvement. Allen goes, hey, I really was he that guy's brother? I forget. He used to be in some episodes. I could have sworn he was in some episodes with in Home Improvement. He's in several episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Do I, your thing. Mickey Jones. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Sounds like, oh, sounds like the guy from the fucking monkeys. Davy Jones? Oh, okay. <laughs> Close enough. This episode's gonna just, this is never gonna air. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. You know, he it's gonna in... be the second best episode since Jungle oh the Jungle. Come on. He was in. He was Which, in... you know, I was just re listening to the White Fire episode, the first episode I ever did officially for the Grind Bin. Mm-hmm. The director. Of White Fire has a connection to Jungle to Jungle. I think he wrote the script for Jungle to Jungle. Wow. There was a lot or he of... wrote the French movie that then Jungle oh, to Jungle copied. Is, yeah, he probably wrote the French script and then they just trans- transitioned it over. They got rid yeah, of Yeah, it was all so incredible listening incense. to that episode, yeah. the first episode I ever did for the Grind Bin. And Jesus Christ, I think I maybe only talked like maybe every four minutes. Yeah, that was a better Tim Yobo, in my opinion. I like Tim Yobo. That was a shy Tim Yobo. This is before I found my voice. Also, I think... Listen to this voice. I mean, you talked plenty for the first episode you were on here, but it was just me and you, so we were able to... Well, it was just me and you, and you weren't yeah, talking, I was so... Just you rip. I was just letting you go. Uh, so... Just doing my scat all over the place. Yeah, you're you're just scat manning all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they kill everybody in that fucking place. And then after that, the chief of police from that area, I think it's called Cottonwood, gives a call to Don Johnson. He's like, of course, it's called Cottonwood. Cottonwood. It's in Arizona. Should be called Peckerwood. <laughs> I guess. And so <laughs> he calls Don Johnson. He's like, yo, come over here. This seems kind of like the same MO that you were talking about. And also they've spotted a maroon Ford in town. So, OK, now here's my next question. I'm sorry. How is this similar to the cop getting shot? Oh, because he robbed the store. Wait, so just because they robbed the no, fucking no, no, store, no. that fits the same M.O. as the guy who robbed the store and then shot a cop? No, remember he shot the guy who was running the, the liquor store. Hmm. But he was by himself. He wasn't with the other gang. So at this point, Don Johnson and the police are only looking for this one guy who robbed the liquor store, killed that poor guy who was just working the night shift, and then shot the cop by saying Merry Christmas. So why is another cop from fucking out of state, Arizona, calling a cop in California saying, Hey, we just had four guys rob a Mexican bar and kill everybody. And that 
reminds me of what happened with your I, guy in I California. I was confused a little bit by that. I don't know if you can clarify that, Charlie, but it was it felt like a stretch. So yes. it was he sent out a teletype which basically had um, the specifics of the crime. And that guy called and said, yeah, it's kind of similar. Because remember, he said, his brother said he left and went in this direction. Yeah. And that's the direction that they were going. And they had a similar crime where it was a Oh, was he a was robbery. going east. Yeah. It okay, was yeah. Because, you know, when yeah. you're in California, unless you're going north or south, the only other direction you could be going is east. We can't go west. I mean, unless you have a submarine or a yeah. boat. But yes, you're right. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is the fact that John Johnson drives out outside of his precinct to Arizona. He meets with his with a with briefcase. briefcase. He meets with the chief. They're they're just outside the. <laughs> have you ever seen a cop with a briefcase well, you know, before? Miles and shit, man. Daniel, right here. If this movie was the way you wanted it, Bob Balaban would be going. This is out of your jurisdiction. We can't be here. <laughs> we can't be here, sir. Yeah, and it's funny because the chief yells at one of his guys, "Hey, get I'm rid of this!" I'm very sorry to inform you. All the evidence that you found, all the great proof, all the tapes, all the computer things, is inadmissible because you're out of your jurisdiction, motherfucker. The chief yells at one of his guys, "Get rid of this ugly ass fucking car that's illegally parked!" And then Don Johnson goes, "Yeah, that's my car." <laughs> I just like that Don Johnson's shitty car is parked in front of the precinct. And the the chief was just like, yeah, get rid of this piece of shit. We don't want this here. He's like, oh, that's mine, though. Don't don't fuck with it. So then the chief <laughs> is, like, super cocky. He he runs Cottonwood of, like, he even gives the population of 2,000 whatever. Uh, Daniel. Is this the – wait, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm getting – is this the one who has a sign hanging up no, in his No, no, no. Yes. That's not coming yet, up not yet. Yet. Okay, that's yeah. later. Okay, I've been well, trying let's, let's to put a pin in that through. one. Okay, We're yeah. getting there soon. <laughs> We're stuck in Arizona right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we, got got get, we have to get a little bit further, yeah, further down guy. before we're going to get this to this cop. Uh, so, uh, chief. I know in about another two weeks we're going to be recording an episode. This guy, this actor, he actually appears in a movie that we're going to be covering. And he's he. I don't think he's an actor because he's literally playing the exact same fucking role. But he's not a cop. Like, I think he's just being himself, to be very honest <laughs> just with like, you. Can you just... He's also... He's also in Miami Vice, and he does the exact same. So he knows thing. Don Johnson. That's it. Exactly. He plays. So he's he's the Tim Yobo of acting. He's just he is who he is. Well, no, this is what uh, he's the Judge Reinhold because Daniel. He is a he is. A, I got a I got a new podcast episode for you. Um, <laughs> there's a movie with Judge Reinhold and Nicolas Cage, and right now I'm blanking on the name. But go ahead, Charlie, look it up. And it was a Judge Reinhold vanity project. Oh, God. And he, like, called in every single favor that he had built up in Hollywood to get this movie made. And it's a story about him. He's a poet down in New Orleans, married to this beautiful woman. But he can't get an erection because I think at one point he says that he's spiritually impotent. And then his friend Nicolas Cage shows up. So this is Zandalee. That's the movie. And look at this cast. Joe Pantoliano yep. and Yep, Steve yep. Giuseppe. Joey Pants is in it. Yes. Joey Pants is in it. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. What year? Let me ask Let's say, you. just okay, say his on. name should not be Joey wait, Pants in that movie. Hold on. Wait, wait. Is Joe loud in this movie? Because if he's loud, I don't think I want to watch it. 
always loud in everything he's in, Tim. Uh, I think the loudest thing is when Nicolas Cage is banging her on the washing machine. Oh, Marissa Tomei is in it, so that means she's probably like 20, 30. No, Marissa Tomei... All right, right, here's the thing. Here's what's craziest. I I could be wrong, but Marissa Tomei, I think it plays a voice on a... Answer machine oh, for like two fuck? seconds. Okay. <laughs> so they just put her name up because they're like, well, she's in it. You remember her from my cousin Vin? Yeah, but he's spiritually or It'll artistically impotent, is what he tells this his wife. And he's received, very, very sorry. This film received generally negative reviews and holds a 33% rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on three reviews. <laughs> <laughs> or six reviews. Well, guess what? After this show, we're going to give it three more reviews. The film is mentioned in an episode of Clerks, the animated series. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Chief is trying to order some sandwiches, and he asks Don Johnson <laughs> if he wants fries or baked potato. And Don Johnson's like, yeah, fries, whatever, dude. And so then the chief goes, all right, we'll take some fries. He's calling it in, so that way it's there when they get back to the precinct at 1230. Then all of a sudden, fucking fire, just like just a firefight, just straight up. They hit the car. They hit the cop car. They fall off like a little tiny bridge. It's not even that big of a hit. But well, no, no. And that's the thing is he tells them before that happens. Don Johnson says, uh, yeah, Chief, go ahead, Charlie. Yes, I was just going to say, go ahead. What, goes, is, what, the, what does the cop tell Don Johnson? He goes, everybody around here knows me in these parts. And Don Johnson goes, yeah, well, uh, there's like three of us with pistols and there's like six of them with, uh, you know, submachine guns. I think we're a little outgunned you know yeah. and then he was just kind of like nah we're, we're good. good and then right as he says i'm that, judge joe apparel nobody's gonna fuck with me <laughs> i run this bitch and then what happens they get lit the they fuck get lit up. the fuck up and i love the whole shit where he like he basically so the fucking chief the chief is like all fucked up and he's like give me your fucking shotgun and he pulls it from his head <laughs> yeah he's holding on to that shotgun where i'm like whoa Tell me there's going to be a Pulp Fiction if he blows Don Johnson's head off. Because the way it's that he's dangerous. holding that and the way Don Johnson is yanking Dude, on it. it is dangerous. And uh, the chief tells Don Johnson after he pulls the rifle the, or the shotgun from him, he goes, fuck you. And then Don Johnson goes, fuck you and your French fries. No, no, no. What he says is, Daniel, you got this wrong. What, what, what when say? he grabs a shotgun away from him, he says, you don't need the shotgun. Just tell them who you are. Mm-hmm. Which is that little extra fuck you because he's like, everybody knows who I am. This is my town. Nobody's going to dare take a shot at me. And then, and then what does he right, do? You don't he need goes, the gun, motherfucker. And then what does he tell me? He goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really fun scene. Uh, it's a good little firefight. These guys are pretty well equipped. They just fucking shoot the shit out of everybody. They head out into that in that maroon station wagon. They got a damn like fucking what do you call that like minigun style, almost like the Predator one. They got like a max. No, this is like fucking straight out of Breaking Bad. The last episode, rowdy. Like damn, they they have that in the back of the wagon. He's just like oh oh oh. So actually, so that gun, so that's uh, an M1919, which is a, quite an old gun, but that's actually uh, one of the big issues with that movie. It's obviously a butane-powered prop. Like, when you watch it... Obviously! No, no, when you watch it, you're like, that what? Because it's shooting a flame out of it, and what that's meant for, I guess, is just to add a flash, 
to, and I guess they're supposed to do their editing or whatever over that, but they just like left it in, and so it looks really fucking weird. <laughs> okay, and it is they do it is yeah. very short lived. Like you see that for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's quick. Like they realize how shitty it looks, like, and they're like, it. Yeah, "Everybody's gonna get yeah. the idea." And that's when we that's when Don Johnson finds out that these guys are all fucking white supremacists. They have all this like Nazi paraphernalia and all these flyers and brochures. And... Uh, yes, I love it because one of the pamphlets. Welcome okay? to being a Nazi. <laughs> Step one. No, one of the pamphlets says <laughs> the Hitler we love. OK, that's the title. And then it has a picture of Adolf Hitler. And then underneath it, it says, why? <laughs> With the question of why. <laughs> I zoomed in. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the Hitler we love, oh a picture of Hitler, and then right underneath that, the, why? Because <laughs> he's chill as fuck. <laughs> so then we run it. Oh, okay, hold oh, on. Ahead. Okay, let's take this back here. We're no longer honoring Tim Reed's mustache. We're honoring Hitler's mustache in that picture. <laughs> Well, guess what? Guess what? Mustache. This movie's getting from me. I was gonna say, <laughs> there's a reason why. There's shoe. a reason why Hitler's mustache is on the ratings category for a reason. So then we run into maybe the most sober-looking William Forsythe I've ever seen. <laughs> Which <sighs> holy this shit! This is before he did American Me. You know, with the fucked up teeth. <laughs> he's, he's FBI Special Agent Arthur Kressler. Uh, Can he whistle? Um. If he's got the taint, he can, he can kind of like shoot it between his teeth. No, I think he can actually put an actual referee's whistle in between his gap and then blow it, right? Yeah, he probably could actually. Uh, and he is like the most deadpan, serious person um, who kind of seems indifferent to this whole case and doesn't seem to really I care. Think, I think the phrase. But he's a weird for, FBI agent. I think because... the phrase you're looking for is stick up his ass. Oh. Yes, never exactly. Seen... Well, that's an FBI agent. Oh, that's yeah. how they're supposed but to be, right? He takes it up yeah. to another level where I think he may have actually had a stick up his ass. Like, just to, like, like, like well, method acting. You know what? The whole time, though, like, you're watching this, you almost wonder, is he a white supremacist also? Yes, that's what I was going to say, Charlie, because... Kid. Yes, because he's an FBI agent with blonde hair and blue eyes, short blonde hair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not how you see FBI agents. They always have dark hair and they're clean cut and stuff like that. But yeah. the whole movie, you're always questioning, like, what's going... Right up until the very end, which, nice spoiler alert, Charlie. Nice for ruining the tension, but... Okay, yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, I mean, yeah, who's really... This might not even be released, guys. I don't... <laughs> uh, you know what, Daniel? <laughs> fuck you. Because yeah. one week, you're going to be lazy, you're going to be out on a fucking Tinder date, and you're not going to be able to fucking upload or edit the show that you already did, and then you're going to put this you're one right. out. You're right, it'll come, come out eventually. You're going to be at a quinceanera getting ready to cry. I'm going to see how long I can wait till I release it. I'm going to see if I can release this in 2022 of June. <laughs> gonna, uh, don't do that, man, because then I'll, I'll listen to the show, and I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> this at all. What the fuck? You're going to release it when Tim is, you know... On his deathbed, and you're going to go, this is the best of Tim Yoko. Oh, wait, is this my death wish? <laughs> keep this as your death wish. Oh, God. So. Daniel, release dead bag. <laughs> I guess I just play this. I want you to play it every single week for two months. <laughs> and then Daniel goes, whatever you say, cowboy. <laughs> oh. Now he has a pillow. So after all that, after we meet our fucking FBI agent, he leaves. He doesn't even care about having any of the evidence or anything like that, but Don Johnson does. He's able to like have like some kind of address book, right? Like I don't even know. I guess he got this from the hideout. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he got because that was that box that he dropped when he doubled back. Remember, oh, and he grabbed that box. Right. Yeah, it looked like an it. ammo box, right? Yeah. Right. It had all of their shit in it with an address book of names of like people who would harbor them. Yep. Yeah. And so they pretty much knew where they were going. And so Don Johnson sees that there's this Reverend um, uh, Gebhardt, which is part. He's part of the Aryan Nation Church in Oklahoma. So um, Don Johnson goes and heads out to Oklahoma. He goes out to Oklahoma. It's cold as fuck, and we get this little scene where he's just pissed off in a phone booth, and it's one of the funniest shits I've ever seen. He's like an alcoholic rage Don Johnson. <laughs> he's like, this I got is- no fucking money. I want my per diem. Okay, I don't want to spoil this for you guys, but this is a look into Don Johnson's life circa 2002. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on TV anymore. I'm getting divorced. (laughs) My credit cards are mixed. Watchmen is like 12 fucking years away at least. Melanie Griffith wants everything. (laughs) And she's still 38 years younger than me. Well, I mean, I mean, can you imagine who did she marry after that? Antonio Banderas. Uh, yeah, Antonio so, Banderas. Nothing, but you know what? He sold her nude photos of the two of them together to Playboy because I I remember seeing it. Don or Antonio? Don. Fucking pimp move. I gotta. Wow. Look you don't see up. any. I don't think you see any Don's dong, but you see all of her. I mean, Don's Johnson. That's all you had to say. <laughs> there you go, Tim. You missed it again. Don's dong. Damn. That was good. That was still good though. And. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's his fault that it's so small. I missed it. <laughs> and Tim, what movie was better, this or the Entity? Oh, Wait, what, let's get there when we get to ratings. Let's get there when we get to ratings. So he goes into the local police department, and this is where in Oklahoma, and this is a small town in Oklahoma. Oh, not to say that it matters whether you're in a big city or a small town in Oklahoma because there's still going to be racism there. But in this small town, they still have a giant-ass sign in the police precinct that says, mm-hmm. N-word, if you don't live here, don't be here past sundown. And, you know, that's a real thing. No, yeah, they used no, to be towns sure. in the south called sundown Yeah, I'm town. from the south, And that Tim. was, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the one right, from New York. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how bad it is. I'm from New York, and I fucking know about it, okay? I watch PBS. And, uh, <laughs> I read books. And, meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, Tim was, you know, in a place called Fear City where they told you not to go out after dark. Tim actually lived the warrior's life, I feel like. Nah, I was a, I was a cross between the warriors and Streets of Fire. Tim was there during Son of Sam. So yes, knows, that's right. I remember. Yes. Oh, that's scary. Is. That is. I, I remember because my mother had short brown hair at that time. Oh my yes. god, that is terrifying. Uh, but yes, and the chief actually says he's like, "Oh yeah," because well, Don Johnson is like, "Hey, cute sign," you know, sarcastic. Can I say? Can I say the line? Yeah. About how all that sunshine and pussy thins their blood. Oh well, yeah, we're gonna talk about the uh, the. Uh... What is it? Not the NAACP, but the other one who told him to take the sign down. Yeah, he says he says some. Yeah, the chief says some derogatory shit. Oh yeah, um, about was it Jewish Jewish people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think all you have to do is you. I think uh, I think all we have to do is just set up that this police captain has a sign in his office as N words. If you don't live here, you better be out of here before sundown. And just imagine what word he would use to describe the ACLU. Yeah, and you, basically, you, yes. you got the message. And he even says, like, this used to be out in the front, but then they made us bring, they made us take it down so we keep it inside the precinct. That's how fucked up it is there. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty obvious that this is a freaking 
this is literally run by a lot of racist ass people. So then Don Johnson is like telling him like, Hey, I'm going to need you to help me out with going into this to, to I want to meet this reverend. And the chief is just playing fucking stupid and coy. And he's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. And eventually he does agree. Like, okay, I know who that is, but the chief is like, but we'll go when I say we're going to go because he needs the chief. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. About half an hour. Even though he's not doing shit. He literally had his like, feet up, I think. <laughs> yeah, he put, as he said, he puts his feet up on his fucking desk. <laughs> it's like, I'm busy. I'm trying to read what that sign says. I'm, I got half of it figured out. But <laughs> Ma won't tell me what the other part of it says. <laughs> Is that your son? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? to do a Wilford. So, so then Tim Yobo, the one man show. <laughs> so then, out of nowhere, I, this is the way the rest of the movie is. Don Johnson goes somewhere, and then fucking Forsyth comes through and is like stupid, tight, <laughs> fucking stick up his ass acting. And he comes through, and then all of a sudden, the chief, the chief of police, there was like, "Oh wait, I didn't know you." The FBI was involved in this, and all of a sudden, well, poof. Daniel, you forget, this is when Republicans and conservatives actually respected the FBI. Yeah, they were scary back then. That was like, this yeah. was Silence of the Lambs time. FBI wasn't a deep state back then, right? <laughs> this was when Jody Foster was working for the FBI. This is serious shit, I mean. What? All I know is it's just an incredible shift, because I'm old enough to remember when it was Republicans who loved the FBI and cops... And it was supposedly Democrats who hated the FBI and cops, and now the thing is completely flipped, right? Yeah, narrative-wise, yes. I think in some some respects, yes, for sure. Yeah, I think there is a lot of distrust. Why do I feel like this William Forsyth character could have been uh, Vincent D'Onofrio instead? Oh, yeah, that would have been good, oh, too. 100% better. I would have loved that. Yeah. Anything that that guy is in, even though I cannot say his name 100%, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> no, I always think it's D'Onofrio. It's D'Onofrio. It's, it's D'Onofrio. It yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Okay. But no, uh, <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Uh, he was in a movie that was directed by Jennifer Lynch. I think maybe Jennifer, maybe I'm getting her name wrong, but I think it's uh, David Lynch's daughter called Chains, which is fucking an incredible movie. And in fact, you know what? I think maybe we're going to do that in the bloody bits. Yeah, it is. I liked his cameo in Ed Wood as uh, uh, Orson Welles because he put on like a hundred yep. fucking pounds. And Daredevil. Holy shit. Well, he is fucking kingpin. I mean... There's nobody who owns a character in the MCU uh, besides maybe uh, Captain America and uh, Tony Stark, but he was fucking kingpin, 100%. I mean, Charlie, Vincent D'Onofrio is working to not put on 200 pounds. He can put well, no, on 200 so, pounds very easily. No, 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 no. No, so I the, bet you, I guarantee oh, you, if you gave that guy the guy. fucking role of, no. like, a guy, like... No, no, in the, back in the 80s, he was, he was, like, what was it? He was called, like, the human chameleon because he could put on weight and shed it. Yeah, it's called, co mm -hmm. it's called cocaine. Charlie. It's called cocaine. No, no, no. No, no, no. I follow him on Instagram. He's not a cocaine. No, not anymore. Me. Just like everyone else was in the 80s when they stopped doing it in 89. Don Johnson. Jesus Christ. Looking at you. Figure it out, guys. Y'all don't, you, you, yeah, don't realize Don how Don Johnson works. actually got on a fucking show called Miami Vice just so he could get fucking cocaine. <laughs> I, know, I know somebody who worked with uh, uh, Melanie Griffith later in her life like in the mid 2000s oh you mean when she was over 18 and he said uh yeah that's still pretty strong in her nose oh yeah i mean it keeps the it risk going. Of getting sued yeah well i mean she did do a movie called allegedly Raw. you just gotta say allegedly 
Alleged, no, she did the movie. I know that. Allegedly, she was in Raw. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, she did Raw with her mother, Tippi Hendren, where they go to Africa and they're using real lions and tigers, where they're living in the fucking house. If you haven't seen that fucking movie, look at that fucking oh, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Holy shit. Melanie Griffin almost gets a fucking face ripped off. Holy yeah, shit. they're not fucking pets. So anyway, they head out to the Reverend's multi-acre property. Oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast. And there's this okay, hardcore sorry. Aryan Nation symbol on the church. The Reverend says, uh, the symbol embodies the nucleus of what America once was, which is white and pure. Uh, cleansed of its present racial impurities and uh, some shit about other races being parasites to the country and racist bullshit that cunts say. <laughs> so basically, these are the people that cunts you call, with a K. K K K cunts. No, these are the people you call honkies to their fucking face. These are the well. You know what? We learn a new. We, no, we learn, they're not the honkies. They're crackers. We learn a new word from uh, from our friend um, from our mustachioed honoree later on, and we'll get there. That I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what he was talking about. But apparently there's a word for these cats as well back then that they used to call them. So then this random lady, I guess, is the wife of the reverend, starts giving everyone sandwiches, which was weird. Mm-mm. Pastries. Oh, were those pastries? I would not eat that fucking sa- No, it looked like a it sandwich. Like a no, no. Cheese, she bro. gave them like apple fritters is what it was because oh, she offered okay. them like Well, you know, it's kind of, that's kind of like a sandwich, right? It's an apple sandwich. Which, here's yeah, the thing. it's a sweet they're sandwich. Not, <laughs> they're not going to poison you when you're there with the FBI. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, you know. So Reverend says, eh, I don't <laughs> Reverend know. says he doesn't know who the fuck Bobby Burns is. But guess what? Later on, we do see Birdsey in the scope looking at Don Johnson walking around. And he's like, yeah, this guy's not FBI. He's like sexy garbage. Like, this guy could never be in the FBI. Well, the other thing you didn't mention, Danny, is this is a gigantic fucking compound, It's huge. Right? Yeah, I said it. Was, oh, I, yeah. I actually did mention it. I said it was a multi-acre compound, yes. Okay, why do all these fucking Jesus preachers have all this fucking money? Because white people have money? Taxed. <laughs> they're not getting taxed. <sighs> and it's all a write-off. You can buy that shit and be like, "Oh, it's the church's property." And also, I mean, in the name of Jesus, people are going to put money, you know, like. Uh, and Jesus only likes white people. I mean, he is almost uh, white in some portraits, even though he's. Oh, he yeah, that's be. right. Because uh, Jesus was in the Middle East <laughs> about at least two thousand years ago, exactly. right? He was born in the Middle East. No matter if you want to say whether or not God whispered in some twelve-year-old girl's ear, and that's how she got knocked up. He was born hey, in the Middle East, that, right? Hey, that has always worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then... Statue That's why nuns, when they wear their habits, they wear their habits over the ears. You never see a nun's ears, right? Because they don't want to get pregnant. And that's why they cover <laughs> up their ears. A habit is like a nun's condom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, they are kind of wearing like a giant condom all over their whole body. <laughs> and Tim is like, you know what I have in common? I don't use habits either. <laughs> my only habit. Oh, bareback and My nut. only habit, wow. slam and taint. My only habit is not wearing condoms. <laughs> Spanking taint. Daniel, you're never releasing this. <laughs> so then. This is a preview of what we're going to do exit the No one's going to get to an hour and some I whatever. I fucking love Tim when you said. Uh, when you go, Rosie, uh, Rosie O'Donnell hasn't weighed that much since she was six years old. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. I really shit my 
picture of Don Johnson in front of that sign on IMDb. What That's sign? The the, the Aryan sign. sign? Oh, oh, Sunday. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh yes, because there is a shot where it's like perfectly placed, where he's right in front of the sundown sh- sign. It's like, ooh, not a great angle, guys. Come on, Frank and I wonder if it's I wonder if it's Woody Anders who posted that picture. Oh well, that's how it all came uh, came full circle with the Watchmen. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Spoiler yeah, yeah, alert! Yeah, spoiler alert for those who have not watched Watchmen, but there's been plenty of time. Fuck you! Come on, yeah, get it, get to it. <laughs> so, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> and uh, there's this wonderful scene where Don is like basically trying to tell um, the agent, whatever his name is, that uh, Kressler. Like, dude, there is some serious shit Stick going on here, dude. Like, this is some fucked up fucking shit. Like, we need to get into this shit. And then fucking Cressler's like, yo, could you stop cussing? I'm a Christian, and I find it personally <laughs> offensive in how your language Well, no, he says, I'm a Christian, and I'm sure you find that very funny. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sure you find it very funny because you're just, like, Californian agnostic. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. He says to him, he goes, because you're on the beach with all that pussy. Yeah, because you're busy drinking daiquiris and eating pussy all day. But I'm a Christian, sir. Yep. I never eat pussy. (laughs) No, 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 no. I lick taint. The only meat I eat on a Friday is Come on, Christians, eat some pussy and just go, the body of Christ? (laughs) No, Tim. The only meat he eats on Friday is none. Ah, that's an old joke. Come on, Charlie. it's still funny. Oh yeah, mm, it's so yeah, true. Everyone listening right now, just really chuckling. <laughs> just... Everybody's going. I wonder what Bloody Bits is up to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: Bloody Bits doesn't diss God. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Yeah, Bloody Bits definitely doesn't diss God. And, uh, have you all done Hellraiser yet? Mm, no, oh, holy that's shit! A shame. What kind of horse show are you? So then, uh, so we get to... Um... Everybody's like, I wonder what Candace Files is doing. We do our own movies. We're not trying to jump on the fucking trends. That's why. Well, I know. Throw a good one in every Slime bowl of rama is our top-rated I know, I episode. Say, oh, I can't believe that. That's sad. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, eventually, he tells Dodd, go get a goddamn winter coat. So Dodd gets his winter coat. Now we see him in the jacket. And you know what? Has. I'm thinking... You just told this guy you're a Christian. You know what's the best way to prove it to him? Give, give him, him your coat. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to give him some money. I think there's a line. Isn't there a line in the Bible was like, when I was cold, you gave me clothes. When I was hungry, you gave me food. No, when I was Tim, tired, you Tim, gave me shelter. Tim, that is the best Christian. He did not practice what was in the Bible. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yes, that's I, I forgot. They're, they're only Christian up to when it like does something that they don't like. I forgot about that. Exactly. I like how I like how serious this show is getting about religion. So, then, welcome to the atheist podcast. <laughs> so then, oh my god, I'm so sorry, listeners. This is just the way it is tonight. It's just the way it is. Uh, so then, this just uh, subscriptions down. God, I don't have any subscriptions. This is completely Wait, free. Fuck you What's up. that? Yeah, this is completely free. <laughs> And so then, uh, what happens after this? I don't know. Oh, so then at some point, doesn't he go? Doesn't he end up in? Um, oh, because I know he calls. He talks to Western Union. He's all pissed off because he's trying to get money, and he doesn't. Yeah, have yeah because the computers money. are down. Computers are down, and he's all frustrated and shit. 
Don runs into the Oh, okay, so this is when eventually Don goes into his car. Yes. And then just behind him, Burnsy's there. Yeah. And they could have made this way like kind of jump scary, but they it was they tried, but it wasn't. But too you know bad. what? It wasn't bad how they did it though, because I almost felt like if a jump scare in this movie would have been a little cheesy. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a jump scare movie. No, yes. it's not. Charlie's right. Um and Burnsy has his gun to him, and he starts giving him all his philosophical bullshit, all his Aryan bullshit. Which, by the way, you see the way this guy's holding his gun? No. He has his arm wrapped around Don Johnson's neck. Yeah. And then on the other side of Don Johnson's neck, he has the gun. If he shoots Don Johnson, he's going to shoot himself in the fucking arm also, right? No, Tim. What is Don Johnson doing? He's driving a car. Are you going to shoot somebody driving a car when you're in the back seat? Wait, Daniel, did, didn't we just do a movie where somebody fucking like hijacked a helicopter? Was it Hard Target? What, what we did some movie at the grind bin, I think, where yeah. somebody hijacked a helicopter and they told the as they're in the air, they told the helicopter pilot, "If you don't do what we're going to tell you, we're going to shoot you right now." And Mal- like, I think that was Malibu Express. Yes, <laughs> yes. close enough. Of course, so, it was. What did I say? Whatever. <laughs> you said that hard movie. Target, which isn't even hard a Target episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gr- I'm close enough. It's grinding. You know what it is? We watch way too many movies together. That's true. They all kind of blend in after all a while, right? They all blended in, yes. We watch way too many movies, dude. So in this movie, the main character is trying to bang his sister. Oh, wait. That's my fight. <laughs> Shit. That sounds like a movie so- I watched the other day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, called Pornhub. 15 minute videos don't count as movies, Charlie. 15 minutes, uh, I only need three. <laughs> I will never forget talking to a woman and she was telling me like all the things that she was going through to, like when she was getting ready to masturbate, like lighting candles and doing this and putting music. I'm like, damn, I, I could stand in a fucking corner and jerk off in three minutes. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> in the corner like Blair Witch? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! That's what he was doing. <laughs> going, don't mind me. It's but you know what it is? It's New York City. Somebody jerking off in the corner. That that's everywhere. Yeah, that's nothing crazy. New I, I, you know, right before Corona, maybe three or four months. Wait, what? <laughs> I was going to my job, and this homeless guy was on the street outside of a Sobrero's Pizza. By the way, oh, okay. My God. <laughs> And he was fucking just, he was going to town on himself. Right there on the middle of the street, okay? And this is New York. So everybody was walking, just walking right past him, right? Right. Except for the guy who was out of town. You could tell he, (laughs) and he was on his phone, and he was talking to the police, and I walked past him, I was like, he's doing it, everybody can tell what he's doing. And they don't care. I'm like, you think the cops are going to show up? Are you serious? Like, they're going to want to handcuff a guy who has cum on his fucking hands? Yeah. No. Like, the cops don't even show up for murder sometimes. Yeah, they yeah. don't even show up for fucking pizza rat. Like, they don't show up for anybody. I mean, could you imagine if what made you come was traffic noise and you have to jerk off, like, during <laughs> rush hour? <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, how many voices does he have in his head at that time? That's true. I mean, well, look, if you're getting, like, a lot of blowjobs on the way home during fucking rush hour, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So anyway, guys. <laughs> so what's the movie we're talking about? We're talking about Dead Bank, which actually is not that. Is Don Johnson circumcised? 
no. He is. Oh, no, he is, right? No, he's not. He's clean cut. He's from right? Kansas. He's Sonny Crockett. He's not this guy, right? He's from Kansas, no? Sonny no, Crockett from, ain't wearing, from, wearing no he's, fucking turtlenecks. He's, he's from the South. He's totally not. No, from the South, a lot of times it's more conservative, like, I mean, I'm not sure if you grew up Catholic or I Christian. I tell you what, I tell you what, let's put some money on this shit. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to put down $5. I'll put down, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bet 5 bucks that he's circumcised. Fuck that, I have AMC stock. I'll put down 20 bucks. <laughs> For what, in favor or no? I mean, at this point, are we still even recording? He's cut. <laughs> Guaranteed he's cut. But, so so how, when did you start investing in um, anal mega cunt? <laughs> is Don Johnson They're not, You're googling that right now What the fuck is wrong I wanna Look up Don Johnson Wait hold on Look up Don Johnson Melanie Griffin Playboy And maybe you can tell there no, Hold on I'm, I'm tweeting Melanie Griffith Maybe that's why you can't see anything Because he's got the hood on No I'm, I'm tweeting Melanie Griffith Is Don Johnson <laughs> She's like um, uh, There was that one time I bit it off Like I bit off that skin. So he's, he's Yo, I fucking did a movie with tigers. Ain't, ain't nothing scaring me. Oh, God. Why did Don Johnson... Uh, oh, who is this? Who is he oh, dating? Why did he dump Barbara Streisand? Because she asked him to get circumcised. Oh, Whoa, shit. Alright, alright. So I owe you five bucks. So wait, he could have been fucking James Brolin. <sighs> Right? He could have been living the fucking life because that woman can fucking sing. She's got money. Yeah. I like. Did you ever see that Family Guy bit where she tells James Brolin, I'm glad I married a normal person? Is it weird that I think Barbara Streisand ain't half that bad looking? Yeah, it's weird. Um, I mean, come on. Did young, you ever see her on fucking What's Up Pussycat? A young Barbara Streisand? Yeah, I think she was very pleasant looking. Yeah, not when she had the fucking fro. Okay? The, the whole yeah. fro time, I you know, uh, I don't know. That, that doesn't work, but. Yeah, I know. I get it. I mean, I mean, I once you add the extra talents of somebody, like when you see like how good they are at other things, it kind of makes them hotter. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Is this anyway, going to be a reoccurring bit where we find out who's circumcised or not? Because I, I did. Daniel started I, like five or uh, six Charlie, episodes ago, and then he kind of stopped well, it. I'm bringing that shit back. Just, it's well. never been a bit. I literally brought it up for one show, and Tim watched no, me No, you would talk. Me and Mike were on the show. I forget which one it was because we've done so many together. The three amigos. You literally were plus like, one. You were literally no joke. You were like, yeah, um, uh, what's this? Stefan Urkel is uncircumcised, and Steve Urkel circumcised. <laughs> Did I say that? I didn't no, know. no. I, I think Charlie. I think you're wrong. I think it goes even before that. Oh yeah. There was an episode that the three of us were on. Well, it started with Tim and- Allen. That's what it was. It's that was what it yes. That's right. Because you were like, shut yeah. up with the bushy bushy. Don't say pussy anymore on my show. I can't take you all saying pussy all the time. That's so disgusting. And they're like, yo, you think Tim Allen's circumcised? Yeah, it's a completely valid question about an actor. Well, yeah, because, you know, I, I just can't buy into what he's saying until I know whether or not he's circumcised. You, you the, like, yeah. Sir Lawrence Olivier, all that Hamlet, uh, mm-hmm. I just can't figure it out of whether or not he's good because I don't know if he's cut. And then once, once if they're not cut, are they putting the extra effort to keep it clean? You know what I mean? Like, so it just lets you know about a person. Are you that's pre- the thing, yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's the thing because I've always heard that not uncut, uncut you feel more. You do, yeah. You do, yeah. Uncut. You but then you also more. have to clean more. And I'm like, I'm a guy. And you know what? Like, I'll take feeling a little bit less if I don't have to clean. <laughs> right? So buckle up, ladies. Sometimes I don't put deodorant buckle on. Up, Come on. Ladies. 
Welcome to this dirt ride. You're going to enjoy this fucking hay ride. Welcome to the Mustachio Podcast, where we discuss circumcision. Yes or no? Oh, waxing assholes and circumcision. Welcome to the podcast, Dio. Yeah, that's we right. Got- Daniel, once you talked about waxing your fucking Velcro ass, <laughs> you opened up the floodgates. We head to what looks like a giant uh, courthouse with the police chief, and the police chief is pissed off at Don because I guess Forsyth fucking narked on his ass and told him how much of a fucking asshole that... Well, he's back in California, right? Yeah, because he he's calling back. this guy chief and everything, right? Yeah, yeah he they, Yeah, back. they're flying back. And because they don't think he's... <sighs> yeah, they don't think fucking he... Fucking taxpayer's uh, dime, huh? Well, they don't think that he uh, can do his job. Yeah, they think he's psychologically unfit. Is it the alcoholism? Is it the rage issues? Is it the restraining Actually, order against your own fucking kid that t- tips the cops off that maybe this guy shouldn't be a cop? So isn't there a line where he's he, the guy, the chief, is telling him that he's drunk, he uses bad language, there's a bunch of other shit, and then Don Johnson only was just like, I'm not disrespectful. But he like totally, you know. Well, no, he says something about you did this, 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 that, 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 and kidnap Bob Balaban. He's like, oh, I didn't kidnap him. Yeah. That's what you say? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that he was drunk and threw up on a prisoner. And it's funny because after all that. Don Johnson starts showing the chief, like, but look at all this shit I found. I found this map. Like, these aren't just some regular guys that yell out, and then he literally says every racist word you can think of inside a courthouse, and he screams it out. He's like, fucking spit. And nobody blinks an eye. (laughs) But the chief chief does look at him like, bro, (laughs) this is why I'm sending you to therapy, to make sure that you aren't completely fucked. Oh, Don this Johnson's therapy. yelling all that shit because it's L.A. Mark Furman walks in and he goes, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> we can say this? Oh, my God. So the chief says it was a psychiatrist. One of my favorite scenes that I really don't remember. Oh, this is a, this is maybe the best part of the fucking movie. Oh, my God. Scene. He sees this fucking psychiatrist, which we, I think he just calls him Doc, but it's a guy with black framed glasses. Do you know uh, played who by this guy is? Michael Jeter, right? Or something the like that. The bad guy from Airbud. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. He honestly looks just like uh, the Valaban guy or whatever <laughs> that guy's name. He is. does, right? A little bit. Like they could have just put in that dude, and they just could have. He could have played both parts. Mm-hmm. And he is. Um, it starts off bad, and I don't know if y'all have ever had this situation, guys. We're we're all three of us are fairly charming. I'm sure we've all been able to get people to like us fairly quickly. But have you ever been able? Have you ever just had a bad start with somebody where you just completely ruined the the uh, interaction right away? Oh Be- fuck yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! It's like fuck! I fucked that up. Like this guy's gonna hate me forever. Well, here's no. Here's the thing. I've doubled down on that. Where like I've had such a bad first interaction to where I can no longer even be nice to that person. I just have to be like, fuck you. I don't really give a shit what your opinion is. Oh, so Charlie, you're like, all right. So the first time we met, you thought I was a prick. So guess what? <laughs> I'm going to show like you a, what a prick are you is. Talking about in real life. Or, oh, I thought you were talking about you. I was like, I never thought that, Tim. <laughs> I just wanted to be your friend. That's why I paid the money to join the grind bin. I was like, I want to be his friend. <laughs> You joined the wrong Patreon. I'm on the bloody bits. Son of a bitch. Ah, oh, so close. So the the fucking psychiatrist gets so pissed off. I thought we because... were telling stories. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were done. I want to hear Tim's story now. Tim, do you have a story where you piss somebody off right away? Oh, too many to mention. <laughs> 
He's a doorman. Are you kidding me? Of course he does. That's true. You have a lot of first, like you have a lot of. Well, don't forget. Action. Before I was a doorman, I worked in pet food. So, oh, oh, lots of opportunities to piss people, to rub off. people the wrong way. I remember right. using the R word once and having some guy go tell me, "Oh, my nephew is R. Are you going to tell him that to his face?" You're like, I would, but he wouldn't know what well, I was saying. I mean, if he's... Dro- I was like, yeah, wait, hold on a second. That word just became taboo like 45 seconds ago. Give me a break. <laughs> this, is, this is 1991, man. Uh, so what, what year range were you working in the pet shops? Was that 90s? Uh, yeah, uh, 80s through uh, the ni- uh, some somewhere into the 90s, yeah. Wow, man. Well, best, uh, and to this day, the best job I ever had was working in that fucking pet food store, Little Creatures... On St. Mark's Place back in the fucking 80s. Because that was that was a job that opened my eyes up. Because before that, I literally... The only time I ever saw anybody who wasn't white was on TV. Like watching, yeah. And working in the village taught me that anybody could be a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the asshole mentality, it, it just... It goes beyond any culture. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just in you. And, yeah, so basically that's what happens here in this scene. Don Johnson compares this psychiatrist to Woody Allen, and I guess the psychiatrist knew about Woody, Al- Woody Allen's hey, wait uh, a second. I don't uh, have a daughter. Pro- problematic history. Well, no, no, no. He just – he's laughing, like, to the point of fucking like, tears. Like, dude, he seems yeah. high or, like, on some kind of drug. Like, he can't stop chuckling. Did he do a whippet? Oh, he must have done a whippet, dude. Well, and I like because he goes, what is so funny? You can tell me. And then he goes, you look like Woody Allen. <laughs> and then the guy is obviously like, fuck. He's like, do you know how many times I had women tell me that? Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> and, I, and I had to drive them back to school afterwards. So they go back and forth. I kind of zoned out a little bit, but at some point, Don Johnson, the, he figures out this psychiatrist doesn't think I'm fit, like mentally fit. Oh, yeah. And the psychiatrist tells him, you can leave now. But instead, he closes the fucking door. He locks it. Threatens the psychiatrist's life, basically. It's like, I will fucking kill you if you do not fucking get me back on the streets doing my fucking job, you little fucking piece of shit. And he's back in his apartment waiting for the call to figure out if he's going to be able to do it. Well, I think he says that he's not going to get kicked off of his case because some guy looks like Woody Allen. Well, I will tell you, Tim. We're going to hear the whole thing pretty soon after uh, we're done with this movie. Cause, uh, Ooh, yeah. that's the thing? Okay. <laughs> Not the sunshine and pussy? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. He go to his apartment. He's waiting. He gets a call from the captain. And the captain's like, hey, guess what? The psychiatrist thinks you're mentally fit to do the job. You're going to get to do it. So he's like, yay. He looks at the map. He's he, like, oh, shit, it works. I know. He's kind of looks pretty surprised and he's like okay their next place you're supposed to go is boulder colorado so then he heads out to boulder colorado and this is finally everybody an hour and some change in we finally meet our honoree of the show wait, wait can we go back and talk about no that happened at the start no of the movie? no <laughs> so then we go <laughs> at the start we meet tim I'm... reed <laughs> fuck you we meet tim <laughs> reed and he's waiting for him at the airport i was and... gonna say really quick wouldn't it have been funny if the chief had told him, yeah, you're fit to go back to work. And Don Johnson was like, all right. And then they cut back to the chief and he's holding a piece of paper that was like unfit to work. And he like throws it in a trash can. He just lights it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Chief's like, I retire tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody else wants to do this job. I mean, Don Johnson has to go across the goddamn country to catch one guy. 
<laughs> who might not even be the guy. So, well, yeah, because I have written down, oh shit, it's Venus Flytrap, and he's a cop. I know, mm-hmm. boom, and I, I, you know, it's such, it's so classic where he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for, um, was it uh, Chief Dixon? And he's like, you're looking at him, and he goes, no shit, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow, holy shit! Wow, you're really coming up in the world there, Mister. Well, wait, hold on a second. This is Colorado, right? Col- yeah, I'm Boulder, in Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and there's a black cop. Oh shit! He's that's why he's shocked. I well, know. I know. There's a bunch of them. Uh, but, well, that's a, I have written. That's what I have written down. There's no way that this can be Colorado because every joke I've heard about Colorado for like the last twenty years is about how there's like four black people super and white, yeah. one of them is Carl Malone. <laughs> that's Utah. He's in Utah. Oh, Utah. <laughs> Oh, so I guess there's no black people. Yes, no, oh, yes, shit. no black people in Colorado. Fact. Isn't, fact that, or fiction. isn't that what it says on the Welcome to the State of Colorado sign? There's no black Wait, people. Wait, is Colorado a sundown <laughs> <Wow>. state? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll but, myself out. Please do. Uh, but no, there is, a, there is a whole thing where Don is telling him, hey, we need to be careful here, man, because it only takes one of your guys – to, to believe in this ideal or to believe in this bullshit for it to fuck up this operation. And Dixon tells him, I don't think that's going to be a big problem. And that's what he introduces Don Johnson to his guys. None of them are white. None of them. <laughs> They're all. It's where we see the little kid, too. The yes, tiny Lissa's kid. To his kid I... That's tiny Lissa's kid, right? Oh, you think he looks like tiny Lister a little bit? He does, right? <laughs> wow. Go on. What the fuck? Wow, wait, hold on. Did I just get Charlie to go wow? Yes, you got Charlie to go wow, yes. I think I'm just going to cancel myself right now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a, a DM, Tim, and I'm going to go white. <laughs> you and I, man, we think a lot alike. Oh, my God. That's not good when Charlie tells you that, by the way. Don't, don't, hey, don't do it. Tim, can I tell you some things? Oh, my gonna, God. You want to go to this church I found in Arizona? So FBI agent Kressler comes through, greets him, and he's like, and it's so funny because he goes, he he tells Don, what'd you do, threaten his kids? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, kind of close. Like, I actually did have to fucking threaten his life in order to be here. And then Reed mentions that he felt that um, he feels like Don has some unfinished business. Like, basically, his mind isn't only just on catching this guy, but this guy, like, he definitely has some, like, baggage coming into this whole thing he's like dude i don't want to fucking die out there i just want to i have a family and shit and don tells him yo if you called anybody i don't give a shit how many people you call you call anybody they are willing to go through a door with me and we will fucking win Mm -hmm. like don johnson just swings it at this moment and he even tells him something like life is just about what what is it dead bodies and taxes or some shit death and taxes death and taxes and so he has that view of the world. But because I think basically that Chief Dixon found out, dude, this guy's an alcoholic. He's a fucking – he's a kind of a wild card basically and was worried about going into the whole operation with them. But Don Johnson mm-hmm. kind of convinces them to just go through with it. So they get all the fucking shit. They get to the Shelby compound, of which I kind of reminded me of Shelbyville from The Simpsons. I'm like, wait, was Shelbyville in The Simpsons like fucking racist this whole time and I didn't know that shit? <laughs> And so, so we see the Reverend and all those people. They decide to get going with the operation. One officer who looks like a total badass, like he's sporting a cowboy hat and shit, cuts the fence open. Don Johnson and everyone heads in. 
They go into the Shelby compound. We hear some shitty, horrible Casio keyboard crap. I wish that this, I wish the whole soundtrack of this movie was like, kind of like Final Fight or Streets of Rage Sega music. Like, I would love that, like, electronic, like, 16 bit fucking music. Instead, it's like shitty. Can it's you like imagine it's the video game tie-in for this movie? I would love that. Like, yeah, like Don Donson just fucking <laughs> kicking the shit and puking on people. You know this is on Sega, right? Oh, oh, it has to be on Sega. <laughs> Only Sega would release this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when you get to that Oklahoma stage. Oof. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the code is just right, 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 right. <laughs> Right. All right. Right, right. So fucking stupid. Right, right, right. And they just tell you to put a K over the B of your controller. <laughs> Press it three times. Uh. That's right. In certain parts of the country, the B button is a K. <laughs> Only Charlie would bring a fucking movie like this in the show. God damn it. So they head into the building. They're looking around for these fucking guys. They can't find them anywhere. Fucking Agent Kessler's pissed off at, at Don Johnson because he's like, dude, you sent us here for nothing. We can't even find Burnsy. But then Don Johnson realizes, holy shit, they have some like underground shit going on. Well, yeah, because this is – we forgot. This is a whole white power meeting, right? Yeah. There's like a fucking gigantic table and everything like, like that. They're armed all... men everywhere. It's crazy. How great would it have been if we saw – because we uh... – did we get yeah. to the point where the Reverend is there? Yeah, yet? the Reverend's there. Okay. How great would it have been if he would have been, like, up there and he was like, we cut to him and he was like, can you dig it? Is that? That's a Warriors reference. <laughs> yes, okay. I, know, yeah. I know. Yes. I hope that everyone that listens to this show understands a, a Warriors reference. If not, please go watch that movie. If you've never seen the yeah, Warriors. get the fuck out of here if you haven't seen that movie. One of my favorite parts of the Warriors, by the way, because I did notice on Twitter that you mentioned you like that movie, and I do like – I obviously Great love movie. the movie. Yes. One of my favorite parts, because it kind of reminded me of me, unfortunately, and not to say that I'm completely like this character, but when Cyrus uh, – not Cyrus. Um, oh, my God. What is the name of the, the, the guy with the bottles in the um, – Oh, uh, this fuck. I, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. So anyway, I know. So the, main, the Warriors come the, out to play. The, the play. main yes. bad guy. The, it was the Warriors. The Warriors yes. did it. So there's a part where he's kind of like creating chaos. He's like fucking around and he's laughing. And his his gangs, his fellow gangsters tell him, like, dude, why are you laughing? Like, this is a serious situation. Oh, and he goes, yes, that's I'm right. having a good time. <laughs> That's when they find out that like everybody's looking for the warriors. Yeah. It's like who's gonna get them first? And it's like and I think the guy who like he does he kind of looks like a fucking like a like a little bit like an R word guy, right? Because <laughs> you know what? Let's say because they're like they're they're white gangs, so they're all R. Yeah, they're all kind of so. Yeah. He's like, yo, what are you happy about? Everybody's like, if they find the warriors and they find out that we killed Cyrus, they're gonna come after us. Yeah. He's like, how are you having a good? He's like, I'm having. Like that is me. That's right after they rob the candy like, store. Yeah, too. that is me. Like when I'm in the middle of like a chaotic experience, I start smiling. Like I just enjoy like the chaos of a situation sometimes. No, the warriors. It's just from beginning to end. Don't watch the director's cut. Watch the theatrical, yeah, theatrical cut. cut. Don't watch that fucking cartoon shit that they fucking put yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, the, the theatrical cut is so much fun, man. There's so many, oh, so much good shit. Anyway, so it's not this movie. You're gonna mess with the orphans. You're gonna fuck with the You're orphans. Gonna mess with the orphans, You're gonna man. Fuck with Death Force. <laughs> Do you know we don't have parents? Like we're angry inside. <laughs> we cry at night. I'm really hurt. Guess what happens when I'm hurt? <laughs> I hurt people. <laughs> I ran away from fire. 
you gonna blow up a car? I'm gonna run. <laughs> so, so after all that, they eventually do find like a secret hidden fucking door that leads to like a fucking weird mine shaft. It's, I guess. Well, yeah, because before when they broke in, he saw a air vent, well, yeah. so that you can tell there's something okay, going so on on the, the ground. Thing. So uh, the reason why he has to find it. Uh, the, so uh, the FBI guy, he's pushing them to leave. The minute they leave that property, the search warrant expires, and they can't go back on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was all the pressure. Yeah. Of so it. that's why he's pushing and pushing to find it because the minute they leave, they'd have to go through the whole process again, and they're not going to get that. They're not going to get another warrant issued because they're going to be like, "You're wasting your fucking time." Okay. Okay. And he's probably going to lose his job. Yeah, it gets pretty serious because even I think even re, like um, uh, the Dixon Chief Dixon is telling him like, dude, I'm trying. I'm putting my neck out for you. I'm trying. I came out here, but you're a white cop. A... <laughs> I'm a white cop. <laughs> no matter what you do, no matter how much jurisdiction you break, no matter what you, federal laws you're doing, I'm going to protect you. Yep. So they go down there, and it's so funny because they could have snuck up on these guys possibly because there's no way they heard them open up that secret door. But then fucking Kessler goes, this is the FBI! <laughs> so he just, like, fucking announces their location. So then the fucking Nazi guys are able to kind of set up and get ready. And fucking gunfights go on throughout this I whole mean, scene. it's a mine shaft too, yeah, right? It's... So just imagine how hard it would be to infiltrate a fucking mine shaft with people who know that you're already coming. Yep, and they know the fucking place, and so they have an advantage. They split up. One cop does die, and, like, everybody's like, well, he died. we, we got to move on because we need to— Yeah, he's dead. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, man. You know, you're like— He wore a red shirt today. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, damn. At least get a little bit—at least show some emotion over it. But, no, they go—they move on. And then after all that, I think uh, they—see, uh, I think it's Don, Reed, and then another officer go into this room— and the ZZ Top looking motherfucker that looks older than all the other Nazis starts shooting. The guy from, the v, guy from yes. v, shoots everybody. He's like just shooting everything up. He's in a room with a bunch of 1980s computers and explosives. Which, what kind of a room is that? Let's like, yeah, let's put a bunch of TNT and then our computers uh, all together. Well, that's the other thing too, because he was working at the computer, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he has a fucking Uzi or a Mac Ten in <laughs> his fucking hand Uzi. when he turns around. He's got a fucking Uzi. This was back when Uzis were, like, in every fucking action movie. I swear oh, yeah. to God. Um, well, yeah, because that's how you knew who was the bad guy, yeah. right? Aren't they known for jamming, though? I thought they were, like, Uzis were, like, really known for being well, kind of unreliable. You know, I just got finished watch- watching Jackie Brown for, like, the 18th time. Oh, that's some fucking movie I should have on my goddamn list I saw more than five times. But there's so many movies I saw I more know, than five well, times. But whatever. There's a scene where... Well, I think there's a scene where uh, Sam Jackson is talking to Robert De Niro about selling guns and about how they don't care what the guns are. As long as they're famous and they see them in movies, that's the gun that they want. I think he makes a point about saying how that gun jams all the time, but since the killers came out, every motherfucker wants one. Quote the line. It's a great line. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not about the quality, it's about the popularity. But then also, you gotta remember too, because then she goes... He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He just heard someone say that. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, isn't... You want to fuck? By the way, I'm going to use this later on in my own show, but isn't that just learning? Don't you just... Like, when you learn things, you reiterate Not what you've learned? when you, you it back to somebody to pretend that you know more than you actually do. I guess so. If you're... Yeah, that's the thing. is if When you learn, you kind of have some grasp about it, and you just can't just like rely on what you read and just repeat that. If somebody says, like, well... What exactly does that mean? Why do you wait? Why do you think that people want that kind of gun Let instead of this kind of gun, which shoots much better? Let yeah. me explain it, and I'll show you this and that. Such a great movie, Jackie Brown. Yeah. I wish there was a podcast that was coming out with an episode soon about that. <laughs> yeah, that I could be on. No, there will be. There, there will be an episode Not pretty after soon. This, one. So, this is gonna kill the podcast. To, oh yeah, this will be done after this. Yeah, I'm just gonna move on to a different show, and so, <laughs> so then. Kessler is able to take out another one of the dudes as well. Uh, for being kind of a little soft in the cheeks, though, Kessler can move. I mean, he's able to kill that dude pretty quick. And then uh, Reed ends up taking a bullet in the leg. Uh, but he, you know, it looks like he might be okay. But then Don's able to kill the skinhead Nazi punk looking dude and while he's trying to run away. So then basically I think we just got Burnsy trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And then we have a basic kind of cat and mouse, nice little like fucking shooting scene. Uh, where Burns, kind of counting. It's so funny. Like it's like all the little equations and shit. You like you literally see Burns like counting the bullets that Don Johnson has as he's shooting at him on his fingers. Again, yeah, his here we fingers. go. White power, white supremacy. The master race has to figure out count on his fingers. One, two, okay, two three, three four. Because I can't do that in my head and visualize it. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He never learned mental math. You know, it's um, some people don't ever figure it out. <laughs> physical math. He's into physical math, and he they he shoots back it up. And at some point, Don John. Okay, Charlie. Um, yes. c- could you explain to me how does he end up killing Burnsy? Okay. Well, hold on. I just have he's a question. So Here's what Don Johnson should have okay. done, right? When this guy is counting on his fingers, one, two, three, four. How many shots? He should have went like eight. 19, 32, 6. counting that out, so he doesn't know what's happening. So, okay, so here's oh, what that's he true. does. So he didn't learn he sign language. He realizes that he's using the mirrors to see where he is, and that's why oh. he shot that one mirror out, but then he's, he realizes he's right next to some high-powered flashlights, and he sees that there is another mirror uh, across from where he is. So he, he reflects right that him. beam off the mirror <clears> to hit him in the face, and it's just enough to distract him. He shoots the mirror, and then he realizes, oh, shit, Don Johnson's right there and just goes, good night. No, see, Charlie, I think you're wrong. I don't think that white supremacist guy knows that there's a mirror, no, no, give it, mirror there. No, because he sees him in the mirror. Remember when he's on the ground behind the box? Yes. Yeah, Don Johnson no, no, sees no, no, the no. guy in the mirror, the, yes. The supremacist sees the mirror, sees a mirror and sees Don's reflection in it, so he knows, hey, he's behind that box. That's why he's lighting that box up, and then Don breaks the mirror, and then sees that there's another one, and so that's what oh, he uses okay. to get his attention. It's some, it's some real. Um, no, Don Johnson shoots a light out. He doesn't he, shoot the no, mirror. He uses the mirror to get his attention. The white supremacist guy shoots the mirror. Don't challenge me. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is some real fucking uh, uh, Jason and the Argonaut shit. Or what is the one where they fight uh, Medusa? And he uses the mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is that, Homer's... Um... Homer's Odyssey? Is that Homer's Odyssey? No, I don't know if that's... Yeah, let's say. Why it's some kind of Greek bullshit. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> one of those old one books. Of those old books. And, yeah. I think it was Beowulf. So, yeah, it could have been Beowulf. 
let's just say a bunch of old stories and see if we land on one. Could have been that movie with Troy with Bruce uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> some, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's some Harry Potter shit, right? Did they do this in Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> so he blinds his ass with the glare of the mirror. He's able to distract him. Fucking pops his ass. Pop, pop. Twice in the chest. Burns he's down. And then this is when we get Burns saying, because Don Johnson's trying to get him to con- like basically confess mm-hmm. of him killing the, the cop. And he's like, you got the wrong guy, man. Like, he's not this shallant because he's, like, fucking dying. So he's like, you got the wrong guy. Well, yeah, because at this point, William Forsythe has also shown up, right? Yeah, he's there watching, and he's like, wait a minute. Did we just kill? Did we just go, like, fucking thousand miles across the country to kill some (laughs) So he's fucking pissed. Usually cops go out of the way not to shoot white people, right? Exactly. Which we did see... We may have skipped it, but back in Oklahoma, there's a whole sequence where Don Johnson explodes a car to distract. Oh, yes, yes. Here's where I have written down. White privilege. Yeah, and a a cop comes up to him like, you better fucking freeze, freeze. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I'm a cop. He puts his hand in his coat and is able to pull out his wallet to show his fucking shield. That dude would have been fucking dead. So never hire a female to be a police officer. If his name was Jack Johnson instead of Don Johnson, he would be dead. That's right. <laughs> what? Jack Johnson's wife. Is, Jack... Is he? What? Oh, God. Okay, so, uh, so we're just going to leave the ending in limbo. you got to go watch it to find out what happens. Yeah, you know, you got to watch what happens. you got to figure out what the twist was. That's right. Oh, wait. That's a great way to end the fucking podcast, right? Don't talk about the end. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So the end of the you movie. You could do that. So here's the yeah, end. Give us the end of the movie, Charlie. So then you find out that he never killed the cop, but then as he dies, who shows up? Ron fucking Jeremy. He killed the cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Luigi, Luigi himself. Then he pulls out his dick and beats John Don Johnson to yep. death with his Johnson. I mean, that's yep. the ending I watched. Speaking of jerk off sessions. Anyway, I try. I really try to trust Charlie into finishing this so, up, but he did it. Okay, so then you find out that he did not kill the cop. It was his younger brother job. who was pretending to be innocent, killed the cop, and killed the quick mark uh, clerk. Is his brother somebody that we've seen in other movies? Because the first time that I saw him when they broke into that fucking house with the uh, with uh, the uh, PO, the parole oh, officer. Yeah. I was like, I know that guy. I've seen him in That's other things, That's what I things, said on right? the show, that he's been on a lot of stuff you just don't know. He, uh, he's been on a lot of TV shows and shit. He did the voice for Hercules. So it's one of those things where you see somebody, and as soon as you see them in like the first 10 minutes, like he's too famous or he's too good of an actor not to be called back yeah. to be in this little bit role, yeah. right? He's super young here, though. This must have been one of his first parts or something, because he was like in the OC, which was like a huge fucking show back in like the early aughts, I think. He did the voice for Hercules. Um, what was the show? In the, uh, in the TV, or the Disney movie. A Disney movie. Yeah, so he's been in some shit. So yeah, de- people definitely recognize him. But yeah, I'd never seen him this fresh face. Like I was like, holy shit, he's like basically like a yeah. kid here. And so yeah, so he's like, I'm I'm from the same blood, fire and ice with my brother, blah, blah, blah. And, I, so I fucking shot that cop because of all the cops that have ever given my brother shit over the over the years and blah blah blah. So then 
Don Johnson does his dope ass move. Well, no, I think he says, "I want to show him that I have the real blood, or I have the same Some blood as him." Like yeah, it's just yeah, it's, uh, it's always about fucking blood yeah, with these assholes. The wrong with Guess what? You know what? Do a fucking DNA test and see what shows up in your blood, assholes. You're gonna be really fucking yeah, shocked. You're probably half carny. <laughs> so, the- <laughs> so, so that your mother was a Siamese twin. <laughs> they don't even make those anymore. From father, a mixed marriage. Don't even talk about him. <laughs> so, Don Johnson does this crazy trick where, basically, uh, John Burns, which is the younger brother. Tells tells fucking Forsyth to like put down his fucking weapon, so he does put it down like a little bitch, and then basically Don Johnson goes, "Look, look, you need to understand something, John. I didn't kill your brother; he did, and that makes John move over to him, and he basically runs out of the way. He well, dives no, out no, of the no, way. No, no, no. What they do? Yeah, nice move, right? They dive out of the way, and then he gets him to use up all of his ammunition. Yeah, like shoot because he starts talking. And shit you know about what? Here's what Don Johnson doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to fucking count on his fingers how many fucking bullets is left, right? And Don, Don Johnson, he can visualize man. Don Johnson tells tells this guy that his older brother would bend over for just a pack of cigarettes in prison, and that he sucked every con ex, every con man. Yeah, he's a pussy without a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, and that he sucked off everybody in prison. This makes his brother super mad. He wastes all his bullets, and then Don Johnson shoots him in the fucking throat. He falls off the balcony right next to his brother. We got both Burns brothers, the brothers of Burns, dead as shit. And yet, after all this, Forsyth still has the nerve to be mad at Don Johnson for the decision he made in order to save both of them. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, man? And so then they're at a press conference after this, and then Agent Kessler, I guess, at some point changed, had a change of heart, and he's like, well, I want to thank the local police for helping us out in this investigation, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, because at this whole point, he keeps saying, the FBI goes, like, uh, at this point, uh, the FBI doesn't consider white supremacists a real problem in the country. We all think that those are small groups who don't have any contact together well, we at all. We know the truth. Yep. And after all that, then Don Johnson walks up and he sees um, he sees uh, Chief Dixon there. He asks Chief Dixon how he's doing. He's like, not very fucking good. I got shot in the leg. I don't know if you remember, but that was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, oh, here we go at the fucking Oprah part of the movie, right? Yeah, Dixon tells him something like, uh, oh, God, what, would, what is it? It's like something like, hey, man, the world's not just everything but death and taxes. You know, if you just tried half a chance, you could see that there's... Just got to give people half a yeah. chance, and they'll fuck you every time. <laughs> and then uh, Don, Don just gives his big old cheesy grin and movie over. Uh, that is the way it ends. I guess we're supposed to feel that Don Johnson eventually gets hope. Maybe you'll see his well, kids again. So there, there was actually an alternate. No, no, he won't because he did something no. to those kids. No, no, he no, no he anything to those kids. No, something one way or the other. Doesn't matter whether he touched those kids or he fucking verbally abused those kids or those kids are shot oh, every time. Every time a fucking those. every time something drops in the house, those fucking kids are cringing and shaking be because of that fucking vomit. The kids, Tim, dude. There is an alternate scene in this movie, and they cut it out at the end where him and his wife talk on the phone, and it sounds like they're going to make up and get back together. And they cut it. You out. know what's funny is when I saw him talking to his wife on the phone, I was like, wow, this is kind of like Kevin Bacon from Mystic River, right? A little bit, a <laughs> little bit. 
a little bit. Are you serious? Yeah, though? dead serious. Dead like serious yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I could see why they took it out, though, because it's yeah, like, so, I mean, you yeah, we go, can figure he. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. I do like that it ends, you know, it ends with Reed. She took a restraining order against him for the kids. There's no going back from that, right? There's no working their I mean, way she through can, that she shit. can get rid of it. I mean, she's the one that put it in. She can take it out. So. <sighs> no. Come on, guys. I mean, he's the one that put it in. She took her fucking restraining order against a cop. Okay, you know how hard that has to be for a woman? People know about Tim. He's obsessed with cocks and he's obsessed with children being touched. (laughs) And he's he's Catholic. He hates cops. (laughs) He can't help it. He's just always. Yeah. It's just who he is. No, I'm just thinking, like I said, the way that my brain works is that here's a woman who's married to a police officer, okay? And not only is she going to divorce him, but she is going to go against the whole system and say that her husband, who is a cop, is an unfit enough father that he should have a restraining order against him for his children. That has to be something that's really fucking no, bad. Just petty shit, for, uh, dude. Back in that time, for a, so a judge to go against a cop and side with a woman? Yeah, I, I, that's that's crazy back then, right? I think, yeah, it's just petty ass shit, dude. Like, she, he maybe cheated on her. Maybe he's a fucking drunk. Like, I mean, he could yeah, have been doing all kinds of stupid Don shit. Johnson. You think he gives a shit? Yeah, yeah he'll be fine. Anyway, guys, so as you know, listeners, I do have a segment in my show called Quick Impressions, and this is a segment I like to Come call. Come on, do the uh, do the sign impression. Come on, what's that sheriff saying? <laughs> Shut up, Tim. This is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. <clears throat> Quick Impressions. We tried it your way, Doc. Now we're going to try it mine. Get out of this office. You're not a safe man to put on the streets, Mr. Beck. You're not a safe man to put in this office, Dr. Kranz. If I get pulled off of this case because you look like Woody Allen, I will not be responsible for what I will do. If you've got some dues to pay there, then by God, you pay them because I will not. I will fixate on you as the instrument of my destruction. And you will never feel safe in your world again. We tried it your way, Doc. Now we're going to try it mine. Get out of my office. You're not safe, man, to put on the streets, Mr. Beck. You're not safe, man, to put in this office, Dr. Cr- <laughs> Dr. Krantz. If I get pulled off this case because of you looking like Woody Allen, I will not be responsible for what I will do. If you got some dues to pay there, then by God, you pay them because I will not. I will fixate on you as the instrument of my destruction and you will never feel safe in your world again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we oh, are wait, the wait, wait. damn. I was there. Uh, can we get a jock ass for good measure? <laughs> you jock ass. <laughs> All right. And so, as you know, we do rate these movies on this show, and we rate them by my favorite mustaches. You have the full full man salute, uh, full full man chew salute. Sorry, you have the walrus mustache, which is pretty damn good. You have the horseshoe mustache, which is eh, not bad, and then you have the Hitler mustache. Burn this movie in hell. I'm going to actually start with Charlie since he picked this movie. What would you give this movie? Uh, what, was the, what was the second best one? Walrus. I'm going to... Okay. Wow, I'm thinking, what's the I'm second worst one? <laughs> <laughs> There's only four mustaches. Guys. 
It's very confusing. I, I know. I do it on I purpose. I go on to the episodes where you pick the movies and talk shit about them. I'm actually positive. <laughs> because I pick good movies. Aradia Dot. Uh, what was the other you one? Can, just, the, beyond like the Door. Bar- Two fucking picks. You can barely say the name of the movie you picked. <laughs> The greatest fucking Bollywood whoa, movie whoa, ever whoa, made. I'm down with that slick, but that was a good movie. I don't even know how I was in the, on that episode, but yeah, that was um, Faustus just carried. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm gonna give it what was it the the walrus mustache because while yeah walrus while I hadn't seen that movie in a long time, if you haven't seen it and you like 80s action movies that are a little bit more procedural, I would say check it out. Don't break an appointment to go watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, in the 80s, with Sylvester Stallone and fucking Schwarzenegger, what the audiences were craving for was procedural. <laughs> we need to see how this works we out. Need less co- I, I want to see Schwartz- I want to see Cobra get a warrant I before he goes attacks the fucking Axe Gang. To hang the white supremacist, you know, after he shot the shit out of him over a cliff and be like, hey, Slick, remember when I said I'd kill you for- last? I lied, and he drops him. That would have been cool. I would have been like, oh, sweet. But no. Yeah. Like I said, don't break an appointment to see it, but you know what? If you got nothing better to watch, it's on, I think it's on Tubi. It's on, uh, I think it's on Amazon for free. If you got nothing better to watch, check it out. It's a good way to kill an hour and a half. So how about you, Tim? What do you give this movie? Uh, I think this is going to be the second time I give this the walrus mustache, but that you fuck it up. So you keep trying to trim it on the other side, and then you fuck it up. So you keep trying trying to trim it on the other side, and you almost end up with Have a you Hitler. Ever notice how Tim always fucks with the the direction given to him by the host. Well, no, I know, Tim, but I like he's it. gonna be like Bobby and Devito get killed. <laughs> this is my Bobby and Devito. Say fuck yeah, that this shit. This is the Bobby Devito. This is why you hate it. So you would give this what a Michael Jordan? I still Hitler think mustache? the Michael Jordan Hitler mustache should be a fucking like option. I Come might on. make it an option. It's ads. <laughs> so, so would you give this? So, are you saying this is like kind of in between a walrus and a horseshoe, or a horseshoe? And no, a no, no, no. This is more. This is more towards a horseshoe. Okay. If anything, uh, I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> I have no interest in watching this movie again. It was an hour and a half, but it felt much, much longer. And I think you will agree with me, Daniel. Yeah. This was not a fucking ninety-minute movie, no, right? It wasn't. It felt long. No. I will give this a solid... And there was a lot of nipple sucking during that fucking sex scene, and I cannot take what that. What the fuck? I don't, rec- I don't remember that. There, there, he, I, the very tell in, he does go for the nipple, but I don't think what there's a lot to, of yeah, nipple what are you sucking. What supposed to do? Look at it? What do you just, just fucking, just motorboat him? You just, like, look at it, you tell it Wouldn't jokes, it right? Wouldn't it be funny if... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I take the fifth. Are, are Koreans known for their booties? So, uh, so the- uh, I will say this. The one thing I will say, I, will, I always tell my wife, is that she has the best ass for a Korean woman. <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, I, I told her, I was like, oh you kind of look like a black girl with that All ass. All right, okay, will, okay. So that. anyway, okay? so uh, that was, real Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. What the hell's going on with this show? So, I give this a solid, fucking solid horseshoe mustache. I wanted to give it a walrus, Charlie. I, I get wanted it. It's to. It's okay. I but, remember it as being a better 
movie. Yeah, it. I love Don Johnson. Stop your Don Johnson's fetish, yeah, man. I, Come I, on, move on to somebody else. But I will say this is yeah, definitely a horseshoe mustache for me. I enjoyed the movie. There are some moments that are good, but there's some moments that are like kind of like drag this up. It drags. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what are we doing here? Um. So anyway, plugs time. Uh, Charlie, do you, are you on any shows coming up? Do you want anyone? Like, are you going to be uh, on anything people should check you out? you and Robbie and I are going to be recording an episode in two weeks. Uh, oh, I yeah. just did a Bloody Bits on The Entity, which, Tim, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. We did a movie on Ghost Rape. I'm sorry. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, there's going to be a bin that's going to be released soon where we talk about car racing, where Daniel turns to Tim halfway through the episode. Okay, yeah, that should be coming out at some point. That is on the... Yes, he that's said, right. I think with Mike uh, trying to move, I thought it was going to be coming out this week, yeah. but he gave us a fucking yeah, uh, mini Yeah, it's probably a lot of editing, I listened to, to that be episode, honest. and when you started telling the story about laser beetles, I thought to myself, how many fucking times <laughs> did you tell this story? And then I realized, oh, wait... It was no, a pivotal moment in my fucking life. It already got released behind a paywall like two months ago. Because you had already heard it, yeah. yeah. No, it was more than two months ago. I completely was, fucking yeah, forgot too. about I that show. The trap music Tim Yobo story. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh, so, Tim, do you have any uh, plugs for the show, man? Uh, yes, I have a podcast with Eddie the Axe called Dude. Bloody Bits. And if you want, you can join our Patreon at www. <laughs> dot patreon dot com forward slash bloody bits where we do a podcast every single week about horror we have a lot of people coming on i think we had daniel's been on charlie's been on yeah we've had mike from the grind been on and i think this month which is gay pride month everything that we get from the patreon or anybody who donates to us this month is getting donated to a charity that deals with gay people who are calling up uh with uh, suicidal thoughts, which is, if you listen to the show that we did, it seems that usually what happens is when people call up, they're just being redirected to like psychiatrists at like nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's going to be calling up with that kind of a problem at that time, there should be somebody who's on the phone who knows what to fucking do. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I love that the Bloody Bets is doing that. I love that y'all are raising money for that. Depending on how much y'all raise, I might see if I can match it myself just with my own money. Um, so yeah, nice. I will talk to the Sick Nurses episode was great. No, really, it's because we were on with uh, Brody and we were talking and she was talking about how, like, for real, when people are calling up with, like, fucking suicidal thoughts because their parents are going to kick them out of the house because they're gay, lesbian, LGBT, plus whatever, and they call up a suicide hotline and they're like, uh, well, the only thing that we can really do legally is suggest that you call a psychiatrist or talk yeah. to somebody tomorrow morning. It's going to cost money and resources. It's, it's a tough situation, too. It's just, it's just that, that if you're at that fucking point, if you're at that low point in your life and you're calling up somebody, there, yeah. yeah, that's at the very least you need somebody who's just like, uh, you know, honey, sweetie, we've all been there. I've experienced that. This is what you have to do. Da, da, da. And then give them the fucking phone number to call, but just to be like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. So you will be on that. Thanks for bringing the show down. Uh, so you'll be, no, it's a fantastic, no, no, it is a fantastic episode. If you listen to that episode and only listen to it for a few minutes, make sure it's the first 20, 30 minutes. By the way, definitely join that Bloody Bits Patreon. I am pretty proud of a, of a 
the last Candace files that came out. I had a pretty good time on that. Oh yeah. Um, we introduced. Wait, you weren't no, on. No, I wasn't on that, but I had a great time listening to it. Uh, they had this character, that guy Wilford, Wilford. Uh, holy shit, yeah, who came in and he really had a good time getting to know everybody on the show. So he kind of shut me down a little bit. So I'm going to get that motherfucker. <laughs> So, <laughs> show him who's the fucking East Coast elite. So, thank y'all so much for for listening to this show. I hope y'all were able to get this far in. As you know, the only thing I ever ask is um, just leave us a five star review. And if you want to leave us a lesser review than that, just come to me directly, direct message me, and we can talk it out, me and you, and we can go from there. I mean, you're gonna either do a five star, or you're gonna do a one star, yeah. right? Anything in between, just just you know. Honestly, anything less than yeah. five stars. Just talk to me about it. We'll figure it out. What's wrong? What do you do yeah. with your life, people? Come on, for real. You can give five star or you can give them a one star because of me saying pussy all the time. But <laughs> don't fucking hedge in the fucking yeah, middle. Don't hurt my show because of Tim. He's only on here a few times a year. Like, go on. Like, give us a break here. Jesus. So anyway, thank you all so much. Charlie, Tim, thank you for being on the thank show. Love you all a long time. Yes. I'm always surprised that you keep asking me back on. Well, again, you know, though. you're you must be a glutton you're for one punishment. of the OG mustachiosos, man. And you so work for you... free at last minute. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So thank y'all so much. That is true. I will check y'all later. Bye. Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.